Welcome to Selective Hearing's Roundtable Podcast, episode 39. Yep, another episode coming right up. This time, we're going to talk about the phenomenal new K-pop group called Eyes One. If you haven't noticed, Eyes One has been big on the scene lately, and a lot of us here at Selective Hearing have been talking about it for quite a bit, and we just want to record something for it. So this is going to be our introduction to Eyes One. Uh, some of the controversies and some of the successes that they've had so far. All right. So today I have two lovely ladies hanging with me tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and start with our our staff. Drum roll. Go ahead, Hannah. Hi, this is Hannah, also known as Angry Tinjungno. If you follow me on Twitter, I am a staff writer, although not as productive as late, doing a lot of con coverage for the site. Working on anime NYC next. Welcome to yes, and that's and that's in a week, right? Yeah, Class it's in a week. And with me is Vita. Hi, I'm Vita. Um, I'm a guest here, so not officially working with the site, but I've been a long time um, J-pop fan, and more recently I've gotten back into K-pop as well. So this is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten her converted from Hello Project. (laughs) (laughs) Secret running joke. Not really secret. (laughs) And then you have me. My name is Alan, a.k.a. Takeo Ray. I'm the dirty Didi of the group, but what would the K-pop Korean equivalent of Didi would be? Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't know K-pop had that. Well, I didn't. I, I don't think so. You're, you're either an army or you're a K-pop fan. Oh, well, I definitely want to. Don't want to be part of an army. So, but I am in the 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 the, the, the white the wise ones the wise ones <laughs> the, the wizards wiz? whatever. I'm definitely I'm definitely in that group. So, so I've been writing a lot of. Movie ranking reviews as of late, but unfortunately, Movie Pass sucks now, so my articles have been limited to what I actually want to watch these days. So uh, <laughs> I shall be putting up another article coming up soon. Uh, and then I'll be reviewing one of the um, the Eyes One singles that are coming in. I'm getting that Kin- Kino uh, device that comes with it. Uh, I'm actually quite intrigued by that little digital slash physical thing so i'll uh actually do a i'll do my first music review for the website so that's gonna be really awesome i already i already have i already have my uh i have a couple of the singles already because i found them uh here in houston but uh i'm still waiting on the ones i ordered like three thousand years ago so apparently they're in chicago right now so (laughs) Well, they've been in China for like two weeks now that they're in Chicago. All right. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about Eyes One today. Uh, we're going to start with a quick history from Produce 48. So uh, let's see. Vita, can you uh, shed some history on Produce 48? Well, sure. So Produce 48 is the third season of the very popular K-pop like idol competition sort of TV show. It started with Produce 101, which created the very popular IOI girl group. And then they had a boys season, which was also very successful with 101. And this is the third installment. And this time it was a collaboration with um, Akimoto Yasushi. Um, Also known as Aki Pig. (laughs) Aki P. Aki P. 
ITP um, on the AKB48 side, and they brought over all of, I don't know, all of, half of our favorite girls <laughs> from the AKB48 girl group. Let's be, already... let's be honest. It was more like one twentieth of the group. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and it I was a like, wide range of the twentieth. Like three of them before <laughs> they started, but um, mostly already debuted uh, like a few. Can she say maybe trainees? And then on the Korean side, pretty much all trainees except for like the two girls that had already debuted before onto the girl group uh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were a few few girls that have already debuted and been in other groups and things like that. So it was actually quite interesting to see the history on the K-pop side there. Yeah, mostly um Khan who used to be in um after school and um Gyuri, Gyuri who used to be in who I mean she's still in Promise 9 which came from the similar like show. Yeah. But she took a break to redo. <laughs> but none of that is very relevant because they didn't make it into the final 12. <laughs> we'll do some quick feelings on Produce 48. What did y'all think about Produce 48? Is this your first time watching uh, this type of reality show here? Um, I'd, I'd watched um, like maybe one K-pop show before and like clips from other ones, but I never watched like one from the beginning to the end. And I'd listened to like IOI and 101 before, but not like not enough so that I knew the members. So I guess like from the beginning, it was kind of new to like adjust to the format. But as it went on, I felt it was like really well produced. So I was a fan right from the get go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also like I think my views are a little bit different because I grew up with K-pop. Right. So. I literally have pictures of me imitating K-pop dances back when I was a two-year-old with like all of my stupid Korean cousins doing all of the sateji, like very embarrassing poses that I bet he doesn't even want to admit that he did anymore. But I think one of the things that was very interesting was the reaction that everyone had to the idea of AKS collaborating with K-pop. Yeah. Really, at the beginning, people were like, oh, they're going to get completely wiped out. They're all going to, like, it's all going to be a Korean girl group at the end of it. And I'm like, clearly, you guys do not understand that Korea is baited a lot easier than you think we are. So it was very interesting to see a lot of the judges kind of reaffirm what I was thinking that, you know, K-pop Idols are great, but like controversial take, a lot of them don't really have personalities until much later on in their careers. So, for example, if you were to press me right now on who my favorite girls generation girl is, I still don't know. Even though I've been a fan since like their debut single, I'm like, who are they? I don't even remember half their names. (laughs) Yeah. It's very hard when um like an already debuted K-pop group, whenever they're on variety TV, you you have that feeling like, oh, maybe it's fake. They've already like developed a character whereas on this kind of show like you want to feel at least like that it's pretty genuine even though it's edited to be on a tv show like the reactions are still pretty genuine (laughs) mnet snake mnet snake i've been learning about that (laughs) them snakes like i think the most infamous segment was when they were like oh there's not a single a rank japanese like (laughs) you know trainee yet and people were like what happened to Miu? 
did she disappear <laughs> no you have to play the where's miyu game every every episode you have to find miyu just like have to, you have yeah. to find where's waldo so i feel like that's definitely one of the better means but like there's also you know my feelings about asian asian idol groups and and youth to put it very politically correct also known as pedophilia um that is definitely always going to be a factor when it comes to any of these tv shows male or female hey the younger you are the better you're gonna do <laughs> hey whatever what sometimes we're just watching for the show you know i think they're just the, the oh, benefit okay, is okay. the benefit is that they so just happen to be pretty right as well to our feelings about the finale you know oh when, well, well we'll talk about that don't worry i'm i'm definitely gonna bring that up hannah so <laughs> anyways let's not even get into dc insider all right any, anyways uh so speaking of the finale uh did you did you girls uh watch it live yeah yes awesome. i was streaming on my phone yeah i was streaming and then rewatched it with subs so i could understand it yep so i was i was also watching it live um and it was actually i thought it was really fucking good that was a really good uh episode slash end to a competition that had me like on the edge of my at the time at the edge of my bed because i literally just woke up to watch it so uh it was i don't know like four or five in the morning that i started watching it and i was like already like wide awake like oh my god who's gonna be in the last 12 and uh like the pain of election this year for an AKB fan that literally spent $150 on the election, the pain of the election never stopped. <laughs> I do not remember a single time during this summer when I stopped voting. People were like, oh, Hannah, are you going to go vote this year? Because it's an election year for the U.S. And I'm just like, what do you mean go vote? I've already voted 20 <laughs> times this year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that. But I felt like when the election happened, I easily cut that off and rolled right into Pro Produce 48. So uh, what and the feelings that I had during the election never subsided, Alan. <laughs> mine, mine felt like they were I, mine just cut off. I was like, all right, SKE won. That's great. All right. What's next? And then there was a whole bullshit about like Jay not showing up for like eight months and whatnot so uh and that kind of bled then, it was just like you jump from the election right into oh my god i gotta vote for all of my produce girls first it was like oh i gotta vote for sakura and jay and then it was like oh i gotta vote for sakura and all these other japanese texts oh this korean girl looks really cute yep let me start voting for her too <laughs> well the good thing is like i didn't feel like i don't know i felt invested in uh in the in the Sosenkyo because I actually you know bought stuff, bought votes, bought CDs and whatnot. I've done that for years, and then over on on the produce side, it, I felt like I couldn't vote because I didn't have a Korean number or anything like that. So I I was in it in a different way, but I wasn't as like invested into one single one single girl or anything. I was actually invested in in a bunch of girls at that point. So mm -hmm. I. I I'm a little different on, I, I know how you feel when you have like everything just smush all together. For me, I was able to cut one off and focus on the other. I feel like that's because you do not have a cacao talk. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, I don't have account. that. 
And I do, and all of my cousins do, right? Like, Kaltog is literally the largest. Um, it's gotten so big that some police stations have started using it in lieu of actual phones because kids don't know how to use phones now. So it's like the voting never stops. I start spamming all of my cousins being like, can you guys vote for these? And they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. On the other hand... Oh, but for something like so Sankyo, like you invest money and you invest time and like that's someone you've been following for a while, but it's relatively like low effort to vote for produced girls and you can vote for different girls like every single day until the voting period. So I feel like it's like a different hype, you know? Yeah. But that's the hype that never stops because then you realize, oh, casuals can determine this election. <laughs> and they did. I was voting for uh, Eyes One on the M Countdown, so I, I uh, <laughs> so now you know my pain. So I, so I know a little bit of it. I do have that Star app or whatnot on the phone. I've been following. I don't know. I've been doing it now. So Star Pass, Star Pass. Oh yeah. I, so so yeah. are you are you looking forward to the inevitable loss next week to what is it? Google done and what's uh, the other one? It, they they already they already broke records and whatnot, so I'm okay yeah. with it right now. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so back to the finale. Did you girls uh, when they were announcing the top twelve? What it, were your feelings during the uh, during the announcements? Mm, that was pretty wild because like I used the top twelve picker thing and I posted pretty regularly on my Facebook saying like these are the girls I want and like. In my final 12, I didn't even have Khan because I was like, oh, I bet she's already going to make it in. That's like a sure thing. I don't really need to vote for her. <laughs> and I was so surprised at the ones that I did get, like that did get in from my list because I was like, oh, I don't think she'll get in. I didn't think like Yuri would get in at all, actually. She wasn't mm. like ranking that high at consistently ever. And whereas like the girls that did really well, like Miru got kicked out completely. That was like such a huge upset. That I didn't even know what to feel. Yeah, like with Miro, she actually admitted to several of her super fans at handshake events that, like, were it not for the real person competition, she thought she would have been eliminated a lot earlier. And I'm just like, I think you underestimate the number of Korean Japanese that live in Osaka. <laughs> several of my friends also count in this group, but like, Osaka, the city, was taking it very personally. <laughs> that like NMB was part of this, where a lot of these regional groups were starting to be propped up by the fact that so many, it was very weird because the first two produced seasons didn't have that many Japanese people watching. And so like one on one is not doing that well in Japan. But this third season all of a sudden turned into Territorial Sosenkyo 2.0 because it was a fight between all the different regions of Japan being like, who's going to get into the final one? And several of my friends being like, so Hannah, what's a cacao talk? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought Miru, I thought Miru was like on the fence near the, near the end, like towards her fans during yes. handshake events. She was kind of like, eh, I don't think I can do it. I don't want to go. Da, da, da. And they, they ended up not voting for her in mass. Yeah. But even so, like she did pretty well on the popular vote. Like she did the best in rolling, rolling. And that's like, the Korean popular vote that's not even just her power like fans so I was surprised at least like that she didn't do that well nationally because it seemed like she was pretty consistently doing well nationally 
Her her fan base is a little bit on the fence because I know from the very beginning she's always been like kind of ambivalent about actually being in Korea. Yeah. But like her feelings aside, I felt like if you were a casual watcher, she had the appeal that I felt would work in K-pop. Like some of the other Korean um Japanese girls didn't have like that performance ability that like you know, that kind of like fishing, grabbing attention sort of personality. But she was completely like she acted like what I would thought like a K-pop girl would normally act. But remember, there's a difference between the diehard K-pop fans, which would be won by that, and housewives in Korea and Japan. That's true. Right? <laughs> housewives in Korea and Japan. They want the innocent girls. <laughs> they want the innocent girls and they want like they don't care about performance ability. They care about how young you are. <laughs> Going back to pedophilia. And then, and then Meter ends up next to last place in the finale. So, yeah. all right. Yeah, Anyways. because she looks like she's 25, which she is. And, you know, you have in her place, like, a number one that is literally, she just turned 14. <laughs> On that nice. Yeah. Uh, so, Vita, you were saying uh, Yuri was a surprise at the end. Uh, did you? Anybody else have any other surprises in the last 12, top 12? Mm-hmm. I always really wanted Cheon, I mean mm-hmm. Cheon to get in. And I was really shocked that she was out of the fight. Like at the beginning of the, of the episode, you know how they were like, oh, like this, this girl is number 12 right now, right? They showed the number 12s. And when I saw that, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe you're number 12 right now. I'm going to power vote you in. Cheon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like so thankful she made it. I also didn't didn't think she would make it in because there were like so many strong contenders that like like for example Minju, I didn't think she was popular at all before the last round. Really just like that last round gave her enough, I guess, visibility that she was voted in. But like even now I can't really tell you what her personality is. Like. <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you all her personality. I'm in love with it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I was surprised about Min, Minju being there. Kang Won, I, I was surprised she made it in. And um, gosh, uh, Yuri was a great surprise for me because I've I yeah, liked her from the very beginning. I'm very surprised she got okay, number so three. On that note, on that note, let's talk about two and three. <laughs> two and three. Yeah, because Eternal number two slash three. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Up. Gotcha. Sakura. Right? This girl will never win an election in her life. Yeah. And you know what? Good. I I don't I don't care anymore. I, I, I feel like at this point I'm just like, you got in, whatever. Like yeah. you are clearly the more popular girl for all that one young is a giant baby that seems to have won the hearts of Korea. I don't know how. <laughs> Please don't ask me. But I mean Sakura there. There was that running gag that, like, literally she's placed third place in every single election this girl has ever been in. And so they were like, oh, she's eternal number three now as in place of Kashiwagi. But then number three is Hewan. <laughs> yeah. So. But I feel like Sakura, even though, like, she's never number one, she's always pretty much the face of whatever group she's in. 
And like even even with their debut single and their debut stages so far, I can tell from the design point standpoint that they want her to be one of the faces. They always like give her a hat or they give her an outfit that kind of stands out, even though she's not the center. And I feel like they're really using her as like one of the faces because she's definitely more well known than Wang Young. <laughs> yeah, her fans her fans are gonna find her no matter what rank yeah. she was at. Yes. She already had Nekoya number one. Uh, so she's going to be forever center in that song anyways. Uh, and then, I don't know, she's just got so many whales of fans now that <laughs> they fucking bought her a bus. Like, who the, I don't, that's like, the, the, in, in, in China, there's that fan bus going around, and it's got Sakura all up on Produce 48, things like that. So I thought I remember sending that to you. Like, they, they collaborately bought her a freaking school bus <laughs> so i'm like these chinese fans are all in on sakura and yeah. i was like okay she's gonna be popular anyways during one of her uh, during one of the fan events i guess earlier today somebody gifted her a nintendo switch and i'm sitting there, I'm oh, like man. i'm like damn it you fans don't know shit she already has a nintendo switch no, you just no, wasted your I money I was just about to say, like, she definitely has a switch. She I mean, already... she can leave one in Japan now, and she can leave one in Korea. Exactly. She I, There may be a regional lock where she has a... <laughs> she needs a Korean switch this time, because she's going to be there all the yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, I know I know, I know, know what you mean. It, it's, it's, Sakura's in a weird position where she's, like, super popular everywhere, but she doesn't have to be, like, the true number one or anything like that. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this year so senkyo kind of kind of showed that to me i'm like really you don't have to be the number one anymore and you could still ride your wave of popularity fucking dasu and sakura are definitely uh examples of that but um i guess for it's me oh god little groups actually like there's always that case of you know the number two girl is a real center right and nogizaka Mayan always stood out. She was always like number two or three. It didn't matter where she was. You could always find her somewhere in the placement. And you were like, wait, Mayan has never been center. <laughs> With the exception of two songs, she's actually never been center. But Mayan is the real face of Nogizaka. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a sad day when she graduates, but. Uh, That's as, never happened. <laughs> as long as Ichan is still there, I'm good. I will check in on Nogizaka still. Um, <laughs> but, like, I guess my surprises was Yuri, Kangewon, yeah, Minju. Uh, Cheon, that that really, I don't know, that had me by the by the feels at the end. I was like, fuck, Sakura, why you got to say that shit? She's not going to make it, but I want her to make it. And she, and finally, she made it! And she made it. <laughs> yeah. Sakura was definitely more happy about Cheon making it than herself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably for me, the first time that I marked out like through the episode was uh, when Honda Hitomi, when she finally got in, when she, I I, I don't know. That was the first time I jumped out, jumped up and down. I was like, fuck yeah, she's in teammate forever, teammate forever. So (laughs) uh, I had a little teammate loyalty, loyalty there. So I was like, very happy. If only she got in at number eight. That was the only downside. She came in at number nine. She came in at eight. That would have been perfect. Yeah, I I was a fan of Hitomi ever since um, they showed her practicing with um, the C class. 
<laughs> like her and Unche, I was like, yes, Hee-chan is so good. You all have to appreciate her. <laughs> Japanese girls are good at dancing too. <laughs> Not true for all of them, but true for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wan Young, number one. I, I She had... Sakura couldn't win. There was just too much going against her. It was Won Young's birthday, and I, I was like, she's not gonna get. What else one. is going against her? I don't the, understand. The fact that she's Japanese. The fact that she's Japanese has no bearing on this. It's literally the fact that Korea is full of pedophiles. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they. I remember. I remember reading like some of. Uh, is it called Naver or Naver? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were. They were seeing like the. I guess the statistics of like men over the age of like 40 would always view like her videos or something like that. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I'm just saying, right. The largest population that watches this TV show are literally housewives and, you know, very, very sad salarymen at the office and nothing is more soothing for the soul when you see a small little 13 year old, like make their dreams country. Right. This is a nice way of saying, 14. She was 13 all throughout the series. It was her birthday that day. She won it on her 14th birthday. Anyways. <laughs> so, yes, the entirety of DC Insider decided to vote for a 14-year-old girl on her birthday. By the way, in South Korea, you stay in middle school until the age of, like, 11, 12. So this girl is barely out of middle school. No, she's barely in middle school because you graduate from elementary school at 11, 12. So when I say pedophilia, I really mean pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well. <laughs> number number one, she's doing all right I, for the group. It's good that I'm like really surprised that like you guys are so surprised at Hyeon though. I, <laughs> I I can understand why people like her. She's very pretty girl. Uh, yeah. She's got this like deer in the headlights look that kind of bothers me. Like she's yeah. like she's either stoned or high or something, and <laughs> she's just like out of it all the time. That's why. That's why she's always hungry. She always wants to eat everything, so she's stoned <laughs> half the time. So, uh, <laughs> but it, it wasn't like she was like completely like turn off the TV type of heat. You know, I I can I like her and uh sato minami's like friendship and everything and that was cute and they <laughs> and now now she's like the the what is it the she wants to break up sakura and Cheon and it's not like a i don't know she's hugging up on every girl she wants to like touch sakura's hair all the time and sniff all the other girls i'm like this girl's kind of this girl this girl is kind of cool in a creeper type of way that i can't <laughs> I don't know if I can empathize with, <laughs> but, uh, and then like it, it, we're finding out more things like, you know, she, she loves to eat. So, and then she's like an anime nerd and all this other stuff. Yeah, so that's basically her personality right there. That makes a person, right? <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes there's people that can relate to that, right? You're having, you're having she's just shaking her head right now and frowning all throughout that Hey, there, there. You cannot say there's not a geek culture of anime nerds that that are into K-pop and that can can kind of like cross over on this one. Even even some of my friends at work that that kind of follow it a little bit. They're like, oh, I like Kangewon. I'm like, fuck, 
I knew you'd like Kang Wan, you damn. <laughs> it's not that like I mean I wasn't <clears throat> surprised because she was doing well. But it's that I don't I didn't want to understand <laughs> that there is like a, enough of a population of people that like her. <laughs> you are, you have a hatred and a bias. It's okay. It's understandable. <laughs> I just like her even less after her debut because like they keep giving her opportunities to like talk and join the group. They keep like handing it off to her and giving her like an in to speak if she doesn't bring anything up herself, which she never does. <laughs> but she doesn't even know how to respond to like people so much so that it makes me worried about her social skills. Like, can she hold a conversation with a real life person? <laughs> can she talk to her friends in a normal manner about anything that's not anime? <laughs> It seems like she could do well on variety shows and things if if it wasn't her and the other eleven loud girls around her. So yeah, um, it, like, wait, what variety shows are you talking about? Well, they've been in a few for like I is one um, for debut. No, stuff. but I mean for Kang Hyeon, she <laughs> can't speak. Yeah, that's that's the worrying part. <laughs> you gotta force her to. You gotta force her to. Yeah, but anyways. Like, I don't know if you've watched Korean variety shows, but like, they require a lot of speaking. <laughs> they were doing a lot to tease her in that idol room, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they tried to tease her a lot, very much because she would not ever speak up on her yes. own. And I felt like that, that made me love the other girls more. Like, they really want her to be part of the group. You know, they want her to have screen time. They try to, you know, they always point out that she's pretty. They always point out, like, that she likes something. But she herself doesn't try very hard to mingle with the others, I feel. Or, like, she doesn't try to appeal, you know, that that you have the way you have to appeal on TV. I don't, well, if it's, it's on TV, <laughs> on TV is different. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How are you gonna be on? How are you gonna talk about that? Kiyakizaka is so boring. Anyways, um, <laughs> I can't. Hilo I, would do so perfectly in Kiyakizaka. I, I cannot watch oh, any super. variety show with Kiyaki. I, I can't. I, I won't deny that, and I love them. Uh, anyways, the largest fan, and there was literally like an entire bonus DVD where Hirata <clears throat> Yurina was playing the silent game. We literally called it the silent game, where she was just gesturing the entire time, not saying a word. And I'm like, I don't get it. You love Hirate, but you hate Kewon. And yet there to, is no... To be fair, I started. I got into Keaki before I got into Nogi and AKB, so I didn't know there were better variety shows out there. <laughs> <laughs> and when Hiragana Keaki came out, I was like, holy shit, girls talk on TV. <laughs> and that's the, that's the better... Variety show with with Hiragana Kayaki, but anyways, enough. Yeah. That we're back to Eyes One. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, Hannah and I, we were texting during the uh, finale, and there was like, "Oh look, it's the vagina staircase." Because <laughs> of course, oh everybody made that joke about the staircase and the seats. It looked like a giant vagina. Anyways, <laughs> and then I. <laughs> Somebody, I'm not going to say who, put, oh, look, it's Wan Young at the top being the clitoris of the stage. A very young, <laughs> underage clitoris. Korea is fucked up. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Korea is fucked I up. I remember someone saying that, and I'm just like, you, you can? 
but it is so wrong. <laughs> hey. On so many levels. Hey, we're... It's only because she is still 13. I know, right? I really don't know what that is. But anyways, <laughs> well, that was a great talk about the finale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go into the actual group of Eyes 1. So we are now going to talk about some of the successes of Eyes 1 uh, that's happened in the first week and a half now. They've been officially debuted for a week and a half. Uh, so they've earned the highest first week sales for any debuting girl group. Uh, do you guys have any background on that? Uh, you guys may be the more uh, seasoned when it comes to K-pop girl groups than I am. So the thing to understand before I really talk about K-pop is you have to understand Korean the Korean music industry, in terms of like CD, physical CD sales, literally cratered before Korea itself became a very rich country, right? So I was telling both Alan and Vito before, I had to point out where Korea was on the map whenever I explained that I was from Korea, because nobody knew where the hell it was when I was in elementary school. And like, I remember playing dragonfly catching as a little child because we were too poor to afford anything else but running around in the middle of the capital city catching dragonflies since nothing else was available. So even from like very, very early on, people did not sell physical CDs. This idea that you can sell physical CDs and, you know, people actually buy them, that's very recent. So the fact is, it on one hand, the fact that they did so well kind of made sense we're talking about like a girl group that is super popular everyone was super excited the promotional efforts coming up to the cd were like very very big but on the other hand it's also there was very small chance that they would ever hit the levels of like akb48 right well where that that's a little bit different because akb's gimmick is to sell a handshake ticket with their with their cds but in korean k-pop cd events they will come out and perform for you mm. it's the same thing it's like the national handshakes right when you buy a morning musume cd yes you can reserve a, C a cd ticket but more likely you're just going to show up to a national handshake event and actually just see them perform and shake hands with them afterwards right and that's the more common gimmick, this entire, like, you can actually register and, like, reserve someone before you go is very new. That's a very AKB thing. And so the point being, like, people were kind of both shocked that they sold so much and also not so shocked at all. Because they were like, well, you know, recently, like, Wanna One sold a million copies of their first one. I think it's still selling. And people were just like, wow, like even in Korea, we can sell a million copies of a CD. Who would have thought that would ever happen? Also, I feel like they have such a, gl a global appeal. And the, the, the most important thing about first week sales is like pre-orders and yeah. like buying it right away. <laughs> so like even with other groups that did well. Like globally, we only found out after like the group has debuted, after they already put up their music video. Mm. And like, even if you really like the group, it's not likely that we'll go out and buy that first 
album we'll probably wait a few singles and be like oh we really like blackpink or we really like yeah. twice we're gonna like follow them now and we'll buy an album but not really like from the get-go because we don't get to watch any of the promotions usually before their debut in fact i actually think there is going to be a girl group with higher first full-length album sales and that will probably be blackpink right because they don't have a full-length album yet they only have the mini eps yeah. Or whatever the hell they're calling them. Like, TWICE has been super successful because they cater to both Japan and Korea. But yeah. I as one catered from the beginning. So I feel like TWICE would probably outpace them in the long run no matter what right now. But if I as one, I as one from the get-go has, like, already, um, you All know, that... that's the brand recognition from both sides. <laughs> All yeah. that Sweet, sweet AKB cash. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, they're ro- they're rolling with the giant machine that's behind them, of course, and from the show and being successful and uh, their their management group off the record. They've been doing so well on like giving us a little bit of teasers every day ever since the show went off the air about eyes one and what's going to go down and so i do i kind of felt like the success i i don't know if it was going to be guaranteed but i felt like through all the promotion it, all yeah. that hard work kind of led up to it where if they just dropped off the face of the earth after the show and then all of a sudden you know five months six months later hey by the way lavia and rose you know i don't think they would have uh i don't think they would have been as successful as uh the first week sales shows yeah, I definitely feel like other um, older like K-pop groups helped pave the way because like they were able to utilize so many of like the streaming apps and like <laughs> yeah. other like basically other ways to connect to fans that like other K-pop groups kind of started using only a little bit after their debut. And on top of that, like this is literally the most inspired that I have seen any of the composers that were listed. Like this was I the day the finale episode came on all two chan could talk about was just how inspired the japanese songs were on produce 48 they were like this is literally the most happy i have ever heard akimoto yasushi in like 10 years right or they were like oh man like la vie and rose sounds so much better than any other plutus thing that has come out in ages right so even just from like a music composition standpoint, they were definitely poster success. I feel like this is way beyond what people expected. The third season of like a show that's already done pretty well, you know, you're entering into the third season. So people are like, oh, what's going to be new this time? And all of a sudden you drop this like mega wonderful, very well constructed album. If you read the liner notes, it's like, wow, you guys actually came up with a pretty good concept in like a month and a half. (laughs) How much faster can you actually pump these kind of things out? And people really reacted very well to it, which was also a pleasant surprise. Not that they didn't work for it, but it was always nice to see other people kind of verify that fact. Whereas in other K-pop albums, you'll usually listen to one song, you'll ignore everything else. For this album, everything ranked, which is very rare. Oh, yeah. I remember we were posting in our uh, in our selective hearing chat about like, oh, they just released, uh, you know, Colorize on Apple Music. Oh, they just released the music video. Uh, it felt like every day there was something something to talk about when it comes to Eyes One. 
Um, yeah. Uh, what did y'all think about the uh, the news that they had the highest first day views for a music video by a, by a K-pop group? Yeah, so, it's really just the debut music video, though, right? Yeah, just the debut music video. So to kind of break it down, uh, it says here that um, Eyes One... I, I can't read. I'm half drunk. Uh, Eyes One colorize a music video title track La Vie en Rose uh, by October 30th uh, in 24 hours of release La Vie en Rose had 4,559,000 views on YouTube and that's the most by K-pop group's debut music video in 24 hours. And to was- be frank with you I it's more that I completely thought they deserved like every second yeah oh yeah, because like all of their teasers were so popular that people were just like, oh, my God, I want to see more. Granted, it looked like to me, it looked like a very, very nice, um, you know, washing machine commercial. Yo, <laughs> that, that website was great. <laughs> Yo, it was like, what color washing machine would you like? Hey, which color, which color of the washing machine so, uh, soap do I put in and which photo do I get? So I was like, man, every day I can figure out which one. <laughs> and then some people get brand new wallpaper photos and it's like, wow, this is really cool. But, but yeah, it really I, looks like a washing machine commercial. <laughs> it did. I was like, was your first, was your first like commercial deal with LG or something, I don't understand. Samsung, yo, Samsung, Korea. Anyways, Wait, that's a real... <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but Samsung does make washing machines. My my mom bought one not too long ago. It crapped out. They should totally use this song to sell like <laughs> the best sorts of washing machines. <laughs> not Samsung, like. My mom's washing machine crapped out and was leaking all over the place. We'll never buy Samsung again. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you couldn't escape uh, the music video. I was reading that people, even when they were watching videos on YouTube, the ads that were playing were the actual music video. And people stuck around to watch, actually fulfill an ad and watch the whole music video because it was, it was them. <laughs> But it was just really, like, well-made. Everybody has a great amount of screen time. Like, all the colors are perfectly coordinated. We're actually just re-watching it in the background, and it's just really fun to super to watch. Yeah, it was. it's very shareable, too. Yeah. Even to, like, people who aren't even into K-pop or J-pop or anything, like, they can all agree that it's really aesthetically pleasing. And it's like, very Instagrammable. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they played to all the right markets in terms of like social media, word of mouth, like advertising. Hey, you Min- can take a gift of any three seconds and it looks perfectly Instagrammable. Oh, yeah. It was very eye, eye appealing, you know. Uh, let's see. I wonder what Minju has to say about her favorite color. Sorry, I've been wanting to use that for like ever since we started so that's the other thing though like every clip of the song i understand now why they chose la vie and rose over all the other tracks because every track on the album is very like title track worthy but la vie and rose is the only one where you could literally take any 15 seconds of the song 
and you want to stick around to actually listen to the rest of it. That isn't the case with all the songs. Like, both of the Akimoto songs, you kind of have to wait until the chorus to get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, let me listen to the rest of it. But La Vie and Rose, you just stay for any five seconds, and you're like, wow, this actually sounds really nice. Yep. I also feel this song is the best suited for um, like their overall concept, but mostly like their centers. Like this is a very Wanyang and Sakura song. <laughs> <laughs> like it completely suits them, and like it's the kind of thing that like I don't know, like makes you remember their faces and makes you remember remember them as a group. I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit opposite on that because uh, I don't know. I have a bias for the other girls as opposed to Wanyang and Sakura. <laughs> so it's like. When uh, Quan and B's part comes up, like during that pre-chorus, man, that that kills me every time. It's like oh, definitely, but I I do mean like they kind of want to show um Unbi as like the like main vocalist though, or mm. like the leader. So like she gets her parts, but if you want to like sell the group with the center, then like this song completely suits that. I wonder what color she doesn't want to make it. Cheyon, how do you feel? Okay, I'll, I'll stop now. Uh, anyway. Man, I'll stop laughing through every time. He wants a good clip. Hey, I, I, I don't know. I've been wanting to do that because I love this soundboard that I have here now. So, anyways. Okay, next topic. So, uh, they just got their first win on M Countdown uh, yesterday? It was yesterday, right? explain this concept of winning on tv shows it was like it, it says the fastest to win on an award show winning in 10 days but it's like winning for a debut girl group and then there was there was like the pre-sale vote uh, like pre-sales and then the physical sales and there was like online tweets and online scores i i, I got confused at how they broke it down but all i remember was like oh just go to the m countdown vote and vote on the site for eyes one i was like okay <laughs> yeah. every day do it once and then do it for each of your social media uh you know your twitter your facebook your instagram and i'm like god damn your line account your name your yeah. neighbor i'm like i th this all this is a lot like this is the first time i was like k-pop fans are really like hardcore like they're yeah, really into it fans really can't quit if they want to support a group <laughs> I feel that's why they usually support one as a hardcore member and like like the other ones. But if you want to focus all your attention voting, you have to vote for one. <laughs> but I mean, the M the, the M countdown was basically like like a TV show choice award kind of thing. And it's, they and it's have, one of the most. Perform, but you you choose like your favorite. And it's one oh. of the most popular music shows. Am I right? Yeah, it's definitely like one of the most well watched ones. But I feel in that case, it was very much like one, like they were new, they were fresh, all their fans are like raring to go and like have all this voting power in them <laughs> that they haven't expended. But also like the other groups were very much like old favorites. It's like if they lose one or two things, it's not such a big deal. They've already won other things. But um, I guess like the big, um, I don't know, hubbub hype is like the fact that they won pretty much right away. Because this was like right after their debut, um, well, kind of like the same time as their debut. So like, it was very much like they debuted and they won something. Whoa. Whereas other groups probably don't have that same chance where they they have a fan base where they can win something right away. It was ten days, ten freaking days. Yeah. They beat out uh, 
I have a little graph here. Blackpink won their first award show in 13 days. Twice, twice it took them 198 days before they won their first award. So, <laughs> well, uh, twice I think had something like had a lot running against them. But I also think though, like back when I was into K-pop, really, the last time I was really into K-pop, none of this stuff was really that big. But I feel like it's because social media wasn't as big back then. Whereas now, everyone has a Facebook and Line and Twitter and Kakao Talk and freaking like a million billion things. So you just see everyone everywhere. It's uh, I'm looking at this chart and I can remember the last time I bought a, a K-pop single was uh, uh, Girls' Generation Run Double Run. And that was way back oh, in the day. Wow. And uh I- so Yo, irrelevant now. <laughs> it is. It is. But at the time, I thought that song was a dope song. And I was like, oh, I, I need to get it. I got to find it. And I, I, I saw it randomly. I think it was in, in California at the time. So I found it and I bought it. But I'm looking at this chart. It says Girls' Generation. They didn't win their first award until 70 days in. And that's that's forever ago. So um, there is there is some kind of dynamic here for, for such a media blitz of their success lately yeah i just feel like this time frame is going to get shorter and shorter because if you look at black pink right which is the most comparable group they won within what 13 days or something Mm -hmm. and so we're only gonna see this like time frame shrink over time i don't know I, i wonder what girl group can do it in like seven days and then three days and then one day be like bam (laughs) <laughs> but you'd have to have like you'd have to have like an army of fans ready to go i just it's it's weird and yeah. i feel like this little Most eyes one army is got <laughs> like i can understand blackpink because the market was really ready for a group like blackpink we hadn't yeah. had 21 in so long we hadn't had any like cool punk rock like that kind of concept FX so like had just disbanded yeah so i feel point. like blackpink naturally got those fans really quick because of their concept but this was i feel like was pretty much all the show and the really good like well done marketing on their end like i feel like all the votes were like gotten through like especially globally like word of mouth (laughs) fans of the show who shared it with other people and like encouraged them to vote because voting is very easy for something like nick countdown yeah and i feel like there's also a lot of information available now like back when i was first into k-pop like i had to beg my mom for my week's allowance early in order Mm -hmm. to buy the stupid like into the new world debut single (laughs) because i watched it on tv right and they had been out by that point it was already out for like three weeks right yeah now i can listen to it right away Ron just like, Alan, Alan, it's out on iTunes. Let's get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's easier to share, obviously. We've been talking about like uh, a lot of, I've been showing it to a lot of coworkers and they're digging it. And I'm like, oh, great. You've enrolled into the Eyes One fandom or whatnot. So, and it, it's, it, yeah. I've been really liking their, how their social media and teasers and on their websites and things like that uh, kind of goes into the next topics of like, the little teaser videos, like even for Eyes One Two, they would count down every day with each of the girls, and I thought that was really cute on how they did that. The com- the fan community, the international community, 
like sub that shit like in two hours or whatever. So <laughs> it's easy to follow because there's somebody already subtitling it. And it's so much easier for, for me to follow as opposed to like uh, a Japanese fandom like uh, like Noizaka has been pretty quick. Uh, there's a huge fandom behind that. But back in the day, you had like for AKB48, you had to wait like weeks and weeks and weeks for somebody to subtitle some stuff. Even back in Hello Project days, you had to wait <laughs> maybe months, maybe months for the next like, uh, what was that? Uh, what was their show? Hello Morning and things like that. Oh, yeah. So it's so accessible these days now and you can just tune in anytime you'll get a notification hey they're gonna start a v live stream and you want to watch it because they're not really talking they're dancing or eating or whatnot so <laughs> and then you can send them hearts and all this stuff you got to get 10 million hearts yo so 10 million hearts <laughs> and the the That's damn the website with the washing machines i'm like i'm like this is like so uh interactive and it keeps me in and i'm actually pretty engrossed into all of this like what do you guys think i think part of it is definitely that but i think that's where aks is coming in right because when you think about it the k-pop side was definitely like there's all this fan cam like this very very high money debut they know exactly what camera angles are going to hook you. They know how to make things Instagrammable. But the entire deluge of content, every day there's something new. Even now, after the debut, you're getting, like, right now we're actually watching the Oh My Dance practice that came out several days after the album officially launched, mm -hmm. right? That sort of deluge of content is very aks where you have the interactive lives. They have scheduled V lives where they're going to answer your questions on the air. They have Mnet right now is actually selling signed copies of their album. I saw so that. if you order. Yeah. I was like, oh, Alan's going to be really sad now. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I, I already pre-ordered. Now I want the one that's signed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna lie, I am really tempted to drop fifty dollars on double signed album. Wow. Well, the the I've been looking at the Colorize album, and it's literally there's a ton of space for autographs, and I think that's really cool. I'm gonna put that in my review. But like, if you it was it feels like one of those. Did y'all ever go to like Disney World and you had like the little autograph books? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of because like hey there's uh there's and i'm sorry there's uh woody from toy story hey can you sign this or there's winnie the pooh can you sign this and i feel like in the colorize album there's a picture of each girl and but it's not centered anywhere it's actually off to the side and it allows for for them to like write something so if you actually went to go see them at some point you can actually have them say something to you i'm like this is a genius but that's <clears throat> From AKB, where you had the signed Chucky Kai's, right? Yep. So you would bring them the leaflet, and they would sign the leaflet, and they realized, oh, nobody wants to sign on top of their face. They want to sign to the side. Yep. And so that's literally what that booklet is made for, that when the repackage eventually comes out because this is korea and that's literally all they fucking do they repackage albums all the time you're gonna take the first one buy the second one and then get them to sign both Damn right it. i'm gonna I'm, this is gonna be a problem 
It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I just feel like K-pop in general has been moving towards that as a whole lately, especially yeah. as like looking at some of the other albums I have. Like I have like the Got Seven uh, Lullaby album, and like they're very artsy, like photo books. They like leave that kind of space. Thing, I feel because they do want you to I mean realistically you're if you're in Korea you bought 30 of them so you can go see them <laughs> and hopefully get a signature as well yeah basically because that is what they want you to do they want you to go to these events and literally see them mm-hmm. like you see any of these groups part of the reason why they wanted the Japanese girls to be exclusive is because they were like you're gonna have to promote this album for 40 days, we're going to take a small break period and then we're going to repackage it so that you buy it again. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. My wallet can't, my wallet can't wait, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I feel with um, the social media marketing and stuff is that like in the concept of the group as a whole with the show, it, it means like the girls are very personable and they're very like relatable versus any other group. Like, you know, they started as trainees and you watch them grow. So you don't get that same feeling you get with most other K-pop groups that they're goddesses and they like are on a whole different level. Like with a group, say like Red Velvet, like Irene is like the national sweetheart of Korea. And like you could you probably end up being a stuttering mess if you're like in front of her. (laughs) But Accordingly, they think they have to market to that. So like Red Velvet can't be as like personable, as friendly, even if like they're trying to be friendly, but they're still like, you know, high class kind of quality girls. They're not like the silly kind of girls that you get to watch I is One get to be. And then I is One has that like luxury of just doing silly like cams <laughs> behind the scenes with I is One 2 all the time. And I feel like, that is kind of similar to um, the AKB fandom. Like, you feel like yeah. you want to be on the same level as the girls. They're, like, kind of girls next door. And that's something I feel like that's <clears throat> new and refreshing in the K-pop scene. The concept is idols that you can meet or idols that you can relate to. And it feels yeah. like it's blending in. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, moving from one fandom to the X to the next. And it's very uh, similar. They just happen to be uh, girls that are from Korea instead. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is this is very similar to me. <laughs> For me, like, because I have a roommate that's like a huge mm. K-pop fan. Like, she, I'm saying she goes to Korea and like does all the, the whole, time, buys the whole 30 album thing for handshakes and can tell me anything I want about any of the gir- uh, girls and groups she follows. And like, you know, like someone like Red Velvet, she comes home and she'll have like lipsticks with their brand or she'll have commercials with Irene starring in them she wouldn't really be like the type of person where she can like say oh I would be friends with any of the Mm. red velvet girls because they're just like they're the kind of girls you would cry when you meet (laughs) (laughs) whereas I as one girls they're very friendly they like um even with like this the reality tv show things like they readily talk to the fans they like try to appeal to them not in the same way as other k-pop groups i feel but more in like a akb style where yeah. like they're, they're kind of showing you their genuine side to them they're like a bunch one of, of dorks funniest, yeah, yeah no they really dorky. are <laughs> like, they're a bunch of dorks funniest videos that i always love to watch is let's see how 
management is dealing with how short Nako is. Oh. <laughs> That you would never see in another K-pop group, right? Because <laughs> even if they were short, like all the fans would get super pissed off and enraged that how dare you criticize my goddess, blah blah blah, right? Whereas with the produce 38 fandom, they're just like, oh look, they're propping her up by you know stuffing the the ground beneath her with 50 layers of cardboard so that she seems like she's on the same level as everyone else. Oh, look at the oh my dance. She pops out of nowhere because she, she should, like, what'd you say on your Facebook? You were like, oh, she's so short. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's so many clips of Nako being way too short for the commercial she has to show. <laughs> Korea, Korea fucking loves Nako, though. It, it's just like. <laughs> she's adorable. Yeah. Oh, man. She's very much a novelty, I feel, on their front. I've never seen another girl at. Even close to as short as she is in K-pop. I mean, Umbi's also pretty short, though. She's, she's pretty short, but not the same concept. She's the third <laughs> shortest out of the group. Yeah. <laughs> but her concept isn't her being short. No, <laughs> no her concept is literally, she's short, but it's such a gap between everything else that Umbi is, right? Mm. Umi is literally how I felt about Boa when I first met Boa in person. And I was just like... Boa, you are 10 years older than I am, but you're literally half my height. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so short? <laughs> and that's literally how I feel like when I look at Umbi and I'm just like, oh, like you really, you really remind me of Boa from way back when. But I feel like that's more fixable with heels. Nako, it's not fixable. <laughs> there, are no, there are no heels in existence that can make her six foot. <laughs> Creative camera angles can fix this. And fans love pointing out, oh, look at this creative camera angle that management has has come up with in order to, like, try and fix her height versus everyone else. It's literally like, oh, let's look at Tom Cruise filming interview with a vampire, even though he's a foot shorter than Brad Pitt. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, anyway, so next topic the live stream of the Colorize Showcon on YouTube. Did you girls watch it? Uh, not live. I watched the Mnet like videos separately after. I was watching like I was watching other people's reactions to it. And one of the best things about the K-pop fandom is that they're so loud that when I watch even like Soul Senkyo live, I'll be like, oh, okay, like this is pretty cool. I see like two or three people commenting on it at 2 a.m. in the morning. When it comes to K-pop, it's a fucking deluge. <laughs> well, if, if, this was, if, if this was if this was so Sankyo three or four years ago, I would say I would say you're kind of wrong because I remember my timeline on Twitter would like go insane for that. But uh, by go insane, you mean like there were ten comments? Because I also watched that one live. And even then, it was like 10 comments, 15 comments. At the height, it was maybe 20 comments. This is like 150 all out. Yeah, that, that's different. I guess I'm looking at it from uh, I, I had a lot of people that followed and we would all basically watch So Sankyo together and things like that. And everybody puts a comment up and like literally scroll, scroll, scroll. And there's a comment about too low or too high or whatnot. But yeah, I, I totally. Yeah, but that's like it's different. You know, it's exponential. 
it's exponential <laughs> this time like k-pop fandom is insane and it's like oh queen da, 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 whatever you'll see tons of comments <laughs> and what so i i know i know what you mean like it's exponentially more than what we've what i've used to see but uh i i ended up uh watching it live and i thought it was i thought it was a great debut um anything that stand out to you girls from the show or from the uh concert i love that they like walk back through a lot of the songs that they did right like even just re-watching it they really build up to the point where they showed the debut song so it's like you're already sitting on the edge of your seat and you're about to fall off right before they show the final song and then everybody just goes nuts <laughs> yeah like uh when they did the uh, the concept songs they did like yeah. 1000% and rumor and of course they kind of they already teased rumor they already spoiled it and they showed you who was going to be in it and who would, who was practicing it and whatnot so it was really cool to see like the actual final of rumor uh i guess for me that Min, minju won me at that point cuz like fuck she's so fucking hot it, at rumor <laughs> i was like oh, i know unbi i know unbi's right there but man Minju's got me right there. So, uh, Vito, what did you think about it? Um, I loved, like, the direction of the outfits. Like, even, like, every single new outfit they have really both fits their concept and fits the girls individually. So I've always been, like, sharing those. Um, so, like, each, I feel like each new stage always offers something, even if it's the same song. They always, like, direct it really well. And I also loved, I guess, like, the energy of the debut. I feel like... Um, I don't know about like other K-pop shows, but like when watching K-pop shows, like usually with the choreography, they're always like they have to be very perfect. Yeah. And like they have to be very like on point. And the camera camera angles are basically usually very similar based on what they focus on. But watching them, I felt like their energy was really um addicting, like so much so that I feel like I watched watched every video performance of them that's ever been put out online. <laughs> Whereas like after the first two videos of say like any other group, even the groups I really like, like Red Velvet or like like NCT groups, I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. Like mm-hmm. I watch it to like, oh, okay, they have like a cute new outfit, but I don't feel compelled to watch every single same performance because it's like the same song, same choreo. But for them, I feel like I'm always like watching because I feel like their expressions are always evolving. I feel like they're a group that keeps trying to improve on their performance as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that they mixed it up because if you had the same, you know, girls that were doing uh, 1,000%, I would have been like, eh, all right, let's let's get to the next one. But I'm glad that they kind of threw Sakura in there and they threw, you know, girls that didn't originally do the song. And then... Uh, got to see how they all turned out there did y'all like that they showed the music video and then do the live performance or am i the only one that kind of thought that was weird i actually really liked it really (laughs) yeah because the one thing about k-pop that i think is very different from j-pop is that when k-pop tends to put out music videos there's nothing really different in the live because they're so professional on it that they're able to recreate every second. And so if you were to watch a music video and the performance at the same time, it almost looks like they're carbon copies. Just one is behind a green screen and the other one isn't. (laughs) 
right? Whereas with Eyes One, they kind of imbued a lot of that AKB energy. So they let the girls have a lot more individuality with the performance than they normally would for a K-pop group. I guess I'm, mm-hmm. I guess I'm kind of stuck with the uh, the previous way of like, you know, at a concert, like it, it with AKB, for example, they would debut the, I guess, a single and the performance at a concert. And then weeks later, we would get the actual music video here i was kind of like whoa they're they're playing the music video now Uh, okay i'm in i'm in you know it was getting me hyped and i i totally forgot that they were gonna perform it afterwards i was like oh here we go song again all right this is this is gonna be the earworm in my head for for the next uh few hours so i just got to see it (laughs) i just got to see it back to back you know one one the music video and one the live uh the the live version i was like whoa that's an interesting way to spin it what do you think, Vita? Yeah, because there's no drop in quality. Again, like if you watch um, most J-pop music videos and then watch them live, there's like a drop in quality or they're just not as good live. And then it'll feel like something's missing, even if they perform perfectly well. Whereas like with K-pop, they have it so manicured that watching them live just gives you like a refreshing different take on the music video you just watch. Because <laughs> I had to... Like, every time I watch Eyes 1, the one scene that I always go back to is at the beginning of episode 3, when they do, when, um, what's his name? The main MC for the entire show. Sung Sung? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he watches both the Japanese and the Korean trainees, he's like, oh, this one is actually going to be really hard for the Korean ones. And mm-hmm. people were really shocked by that statement. And he's like... If you actually look at it, a lot of the Japanese girls may be really bad at performing, but they have originality. And a lot of the Korean girls are very perfect at performing, but they have no originality. And that's actually always been the thing that I always thought about K-pop, where it didn't matter to me if I saw you live or if I saw you in a music video. The two things are going to be exactly the same, so you have no originality. There's no point to me watching it again. So I feel like... That's why I really appreciated that they did the MV back-to-back with the performance because the performance was still original enough that it's really fun to watch them again and again and again and again to be like, oh, I see that you changed this thing up and you changed that thing up and you didn't do this in the music video and you didn't do that in the dance practice, but you still did that in the live performance. And so that's unique and original. I feel like... We got lucky with some of the members being so, like, charismatic in their <laughs> Like, Cheyoung, no matter what dance break she gets, she's amazing live. And, like, Envy, like, every time she kills that those notes, like, it's really worth watching. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's, uh, I don't know, I keep, I can't stop watching the video. <laughs> but it's not just, it's not just the main video anymore, right? The, last night, they just released the performance part like after the episode and i was like great so now i can see this uh before we got on the air i somebody put a fan uh, i guess somebody meshed all the videos of their live performances together so they were like morphing into their different outfits and i'm like fuck i'm stuck watching this again like oh yeah (laughs) and i'm sitting here i'm like Wow, they're they're really more, whoever edited this was was great, and I'm I hope it was really a fan that did it and not you know not something professional. But I I feel like I 
I have to see like the differences. I have to see like the different changes, like you were saying, Hannah. Like I'm expecting, I'm expecting perfection, but yet it's not there, and I'm okay with it. And yo, it's it's awesome. So uh, let's see. So what do y'all think of Eyes One Chew, the reality show so far? We're three episodes in to I think a twelve episode season. So uh, what do y'all think the highlights are so far? In the first three episodes. Well, I watched. I watched all of them. <laughs> I can't speak for Hannah, <laughs> but um, I watched them all. Thankfully, subbed because God bless. <laughs> God, God bless K-pop God fans. God bless K-pop yep. fandom. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel like they started off really strong because, like, right away they give us a lot of things that grab at our heart. They send them to um to Japan. They show us like. Hitomi's family Dude. and like I think I don't think anyone can watch that and not fall in love with these girls because like even if it's like some of the stuff is like um you know management suggested on like doing things like giving gifts or like but like their sentiment is real and they're like very genuinely a group that like wants to look after each other so right away they're trying to get you to like connect to them and like become invested in them as a group that has like you know a genuine foundation versus a group that was put together because you know they all wanted to, to debut the best girls the hechan the hechan house like going to the house i was like do they have a really huge house or are they all really compacted <laughs> in there and i'm like i'm like wow they're going to her home and they the family is there and nothing is blurred out like you get to see like uh I, the places they were shopping you get to actually see like what they were like you know just goofing around on the bus and things man that when they were showing like her old baby video of her singing i was like oh god this is too fucking cute i can't I, like, this is too much sugar <laughs> too sweet for me i can't and that was just like one part because it was hitomi and uh it they went behind the scenes for their for their de- debut and whatnot the uh, the one video that has gotten me is when they pulled the prank on Unbi to oh be leader. <laughs> so Hannah, Hannah, you need to you need to watch this. But uh, they pull a prank on Unbi uh, to decide uh, who wants to be the leader of Eyes One, and they totally like pissed. Uh, I don't know. They totally scared her, and I was sitting there. I was like, ha, this is great. And then and there was just this all tears for some reason somebody's cutting up onions near me and i was just like what's going on this is so good the part part that got me was that she didn't even vote for herself well i don't think you can right like in that type of voting system you you just can't vote for yourself so i mean i'm sure you can vote for yourself because like for voting for center you could vote for yourself (laughs) but like she was the only vote that was not herself because she thought like, oh, like I want to be a kind of leader that listens to everyone, and everyone's bringing up the fact that I don't know enough Japanese. Like I think it would be unfair to be a leader who can't like lead everyone equally if other people don't want me. And then I was just like, oh no, Envy, they love you. <laughs> Please don't think that. <laughs> uh, I guess some of the other the other goofy highlights is like you know them just goofing around in in, in the house. Or the apartments, and they're huge apartments. These are like A class, like rich apartments. I don't know what kind of <laughs> dorms these girls are staying at, but these are amazing. I don't know. Randoms, they're they're eating. They're all eating. You know, it's just funny to see them eating. Uh, one of the funnier things was like 
Kang Hae-won was uh, trying to eat that cake that Hitomi's mom got for them. And then you could see on the, on the, on the graphics, they were saying like FPS or fork per second. And for some reason, <laughs> I busted out laughing so hard at that. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you got to cater to all the gamers, man. Oh, man. Just remember this. <clears throat> This is uh, a country of the professional esports league. <laughs> of course, forks per second, baby. Um, they had the, uh, I guess, their little fashion show, and then uh, there was that one moment of Sakura and Cheon that Cheon wanted Sakura as her boyfriend, and oh, that. Oh my gosh! That was. <laughs> she started blushing. That was cute as fuck, and I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't. These girls are too sweet, so. But yeah, Hannah, you need to you need to watch those. It's good stuff. This basically sounds like AK Bingo, <laughs> but it's it's uh, just the twelve girls, and it's not like yeah. randos. The best, part, the best part about K-pop reality TVs is they let them film themselves. Like they have cameras set yeah. up, but they're not physically there. Mm. And so, like that's why I actually um I like Yena a lot more after his debut because like. She was so proactive in grabbing that camera, like going into different rooms, being like, giving them like the eyes one news and like <laughs> doing dorky things because it would be funny. Like I was like, yes, like show that personality <laughs> that, I, that was kind of edited out in the show itself. And that's neat. <laughs> yep. All but right. in a way, it does sound like a more, a more like organic AK bingo. It is. Fundamentally. Yeah. It it's is. Like, less scripted. <laughs> I can't. I can't even watch AK bingo these days. It's just, it doesn't feel like it's as cool, like wholesome as it was before. But, anyways. All right. So, we've been glossing over their successes uh, this whole time here. So, it's now time to get into Eyes One controversies. So, the first ta- uh, topic we'll tackle is. The lack of physical CD inventory in both Korea and Japan. So, Hannah, what do you, what kind of information can you bring about this uh, controversy here? Okay, so to be fair to management, there has never been a girl group debut in Korea ever that has actually crossed the one hundred thousand threshold. And to also be completely frank, the highest selling physical copy album is probably what like the boys i think girls generation the boys it's like four hundred eighty-three thousand. so they were just like oh you know eyes one is not gonna sell out we'll get really close to a hundred thousand but surely they won't sell out right but somehow they had so few copies that they sold out for three days in a row out of a seven day week and could not cross that 100k mark because they were like oh surely we can give away 12,000 copies that's totally fine and so that's actually why they managed to cap that number one on oricon with 12,000 copies mostly because the 12,000 that wasn't counted in korea were counted in japan (laughs) they sent those over to tower records japan and that is why you will find people complaining on twitter being like oh it took me five cd shops to finally find that one copy and it wasn't even the copy that i wanted yeah so just logistics errors all over the place even uh even here in houston uh when i saw uh i was at a uh oh what is it what are the fuck are they called i can't remember the name but i'll look it up later um they it was a 
a typical K-pop shop where they had, you know, it's literally you walk in, you have all their mini CDs of every group and glow sticks and whatnot. And I, I just was walking in. I was like, whoa, here's here's the Colorize album. And I get free posters if I get it. OK, I'll, I'll go ahead and snag a couple. And I'm glad I did because I later found out that they sold out later that day. And there were people that were going to all these other locations that were like, we need to grab eyes one. We need to grab eyes one. I, I put it up. I, I guess I put it up on my Instagram and then people like people. I got messages, people asking where, where I got it. I was like, oh, I just I went over here and they totally stormed the place and took everything. Uh, <laughs> the store, the store is called official official Eve Pink. Eve Pink is the name of the store. And they have a couple locations in Houston and they were sold out. And I was lucky to grab the copies that I that I got and I got free posters that I wouldn't have gotten. So I was like, oh, great. I'll never use these, but I'll take free stuff. <laughs> I got I, I got a big baby poster and I was like, all right, great. I'm never going to hang this up. So <laughs> you give that to me. OK, <laughs> yeah, fine. I'll, I'll give away posters. But uh, I, I has a collection of 30 shiny posters that she does not need because they're all doubles <laughs> yeah so it, i i guess it's different i i don't follow i don't follow like the physical inventory of things um here in the states unless it was like video game related or anything so i can only imagine how hard it is to get get it in the home country i thought it would be a lot easier and even in Japan, we we've been reading just like you said. Like it's it's very hard to get the physical copies. Um, you don't think they 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 just it was just a big underestimation of the of the fandom of the of how everything is, or they just do you think it was more like they just kind of like uh, limited the supply? I feel like it was a lot of fake news generation, right? Because. Surely, so of the 83,000 that were sold in the first week, 60,000 of those came out on the first day. So they definitely knew how much this was going to sell. They were just like, you know what? We don't need to print out more copies. This will generate us even more news that we were sold out all across the country for three days in a row. Everyone's going to be talking about that. So they were just like, oh, let's wait on the shipment. <laughs> Not realizing how much that would screw that them over in japan and how much fans would complain that everything was gone <laughs> so it was definitely a deliberate management strategy where they were just like this is gonna generate us press and news so we don't have to do this yeah i'm reading here korean sales are 108,000. japanese sales is right under 12,000, and sales in the u.s is 1,000. hooray guys <laughs> so, <We did> it. <laughs> awesome i've got two of them bam <laughs> and two more on the way <laughs> they're stuck they're stuck in chicago i'm never getting them anyways <laughs> um vita did you get any uh, of the physical copies not yet but <laughs> well you can't really because tempted. it's sold out everywhere so ha yes i'm tempted about the signed one though oh it's $50 on mnet.com. You should probably go. <laughs> I have a friend that collected twice sign one, so I know they exist. <laughs> so are they are they relatively easy to get? 
as easy as it is to get anything over here. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Just just get them all you can. <laughs> gotcha. See, I don't. I'm like the biggest Eyes One fan in our in our website, and I feel like if I don't do my duty. <laughs> I don't do my duty and get get the signed copy. I'm such a fake and a phony, right? Anyways, uh, back to this topic. Uh, so staggered releases on streaming services, region locked via country location. I didn't have any issues because they were relatively fast on Apple Music. And I remember sharing with Hannah right away and Greg saw it right away. So we got to see and hear the album relatively quick. And it was very... Uh, Same day. It was same day, and it was very easy for me to share with uh, a lot of my friends that uh, that follow K-pop on the fandom. I was reading a few things, like Spotify got a little bit late. There were some region lock differences, like in the Philippines, it, you couldn't do it because it was region locked. And then I was reading of other places, like uh, the Japanese song uh, was region locked as well, or it didn't come with the stream release or something like that so it was uh it was kind of weird i never i never saw it staggered amongst releases like that i thought they would always be unless they sign an exclusivity type of thing i always thought it was available everywhere i think hannah you said like it was up on uh google music like a couple days ago basically a week after and i i really had to say this is probably just due to aks chicanery to to be perfectly frank but one of the main issues with that is for a debut album for a group that is not twice or bts in order to reach the world charts you fundamentally need everything going at 150 percent the day of release right and so for them to stagger releases like that is basically just shooting themselves in the foot in the first week, the only countries to have it ranking for streaming were like Korea, US, UK, and Japan. And everywhere else was locked, unless you had Apple Music, in which case, like, you were very lucky. <laughs> it was it was weird. Yeah. We, were, we were following that for a while. We were like, oh, look, in the top 100, La Vie and Rose is number two, or La Vie and Rose is number two in Korea, and La Vie and Rose is number seven in Japan, and... We were kind of like investigating we were looking up to see, you know, where they were. So I wondered what it was like on other streaming services. Uh, Vita, do you use any, uh, do you use things like Spotify or anything else? I actually downloaded like Spotify so I could listen to it. <laughs> there you go. Because I, I don't use um, Apple Music and that was what was up first. So I was like, okay, Spotify is easy enough. <laughs> but I'm surprised because like, say like other groups that do um, different uh, versions. For example, the recent NCT 127 did like a Spanish version, um, like a English version and Korean version in some other languages. And like those are up at the same time. <laughs> it's not like they waited to release it if it's in the same package. Twice their yes or yes uh, mini thing. I knew there was like a Japanese version and a Korean version that came out. So like it was weird. I couldn't stream the Japanese single of Yes or Yes, but the Korean one I could. And I'm like, what the? I don't get all this crazy licensing region lock bullshit. So I'm kind of like, all right, I'll just stream this one because it's available to me. 
Yeah, like I can understand for groups that release it like a week later, like if they have a different version. But if it's in the same album, I don't really understand that. The only, uh, I think the physical release of Colorize, uh, it has one extra song and it's it's Nekoya mm-hmm. with the just Eyes One okay. members. But other yeah. than that, it was just the same seven songs on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about this one? I do have to say, like, aside from the massive amounts of marketing and, like, the wonderful marketing that went into this, I would have called this a failed release. Mostly because while I really like the songs, the way that they released it internationally, the fact that they couldn't sort out all of those issues beforehand, I was just like, you guys need to burn in like the ninth layer of hell or something. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel like they had to do much. I mean, they were still, what is it? It looks like here. Number two in Korea, one in Japan, nine well, in the US Well, you have to look world. at it on the international charts. And on the international charts, you were something like 20. Oh. Right? Well, yeah, that you're because they one shot against themselves. the world. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, too. you look at like BTS or Yes or Yes, right? And they instantly shoot up to, like, number one, number two. <laughs> yeah. Granted, it's twice in BTS. That's a completely different yeah, level. But they had, a, different. <laughs> they had a fair shot at top ten, and they decided to forego top ten. <laughs> yeah. I guess Granted, it would be... Granted, was going insane, because they were like, what do you mean? The world likes K-pop? The world likes AKB48 now? What is this nonsense? We're so not used to this sort of attention. <laughs> yeah. They, they themselves did not even know they should have shot for <laughs> anything globally, I don't think. I mean, Japan certainly did not expect it. But in Korea, they were just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I guess being conservative on that was okay at that point but when when the demand is like we want more we want more you you're giving us all this you know all this content yet we can't actually have the physical stuff that you want us to buy you know what are you doing so i can see where you would say like korea is like what the fuck are y'all doing so (laughs) all right so let's kind of quick fire some of these next controversies that i found uh kange one intro on idol room promoting attack on titan season three so uh i remember reading that uh she promoted she was doing her introduction on idol room and then that part got cut uh from idol room or something like that because she was promoting attack on titan season three and people were butthurt about uh i guess attack on titan and the uh the type of writing it was like imperialistic or something like that so uh the author i just of it... feel like that's fake fake news just like the other one where it's basically oh like they wouldn't show one of the songs because it's some of the lyrics are in japanese hey, well yeah that's um... that's uh <laughs> it, well you know People were yes, people were a little exists. bit of butthurt about no, that. No one follows any of this. <laughs> it's on. I'm reading some of this stuff. Anyways, but let's. That's a quick one, right? So it's kind of like oh, that's kind of silly. Why would you do that? Yet yeah, they did it anyway. It's so. also like they publish this stuff on the mainstream news, right? They literally show all of these things on like Korea's equivalent of Good Morning America. 
or the Today Show. When I first learned about Attack on Titan, it wasn't actually through other anime fans. It was through the Korean equivalent of the Today Show. Oh, yeah. I was watching the Today Show and I'm like, what the fuck? Why are my parents talking about an anime? (laughs) Maybe I should check this out, right? Because by that point, I had been so checked out of anime that, like, I needed to rely on my parents to tell me that some anime was newsworthy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And so... I look at that and I'm just like, oh, it's just a bunch of conglomerates trying to fight each other. (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, Next one was like that petition to ban Eyes One from appearing on Music Bank. And it's funny because they were just on Music Bank. So way to go petition. Didn't work. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) Music Uh, Bank is not throwing away their money like that. Let's be honest. (laughs) 12,000 people is not going to change that. Yeah. Uh, and then you were you were talking about uh, uh, the one song "We Are in Love," right? Deemed unfit for broadcast on two shows because it had Japanese lyrics from Aki P. So I guess it's one thing to ban Aki P, <laughs> but to ban uh, a song just because it was all Japanese is kind of weird and nationalist, uh, nationalist, right? So just another kind of silly thing, right? It's mostly just conglomerates fighting. It's an excuse to kick someone off. It's sort of like when BTS got cut from music station. Originally, I was like, oh, maybe it is really like the viral t- viral T-shirt. And then one of the mutuals that I had on Twitter was like, no, look at who's on music station. Sheena Ringo is also on. And I'm like, oh, OK, I I completely understand now. I guess BTS is just going to be on another week. <laughs> Who, wait, who's that? Sheena Ringo? Sheena Ringo is a rock musician. I super love her. She's basically jazz right now. Unfortunately, she is very nationalistic. She's very racist. And she also is very ultra right. So mm. having a Korean K-pop boy band group the same week that you are having this ultra-powerful nationalistic guest is not necessarily the smartest idea. Ah, They should have probably thought about that before they scheduled both of them together, so they need an excuse to cut one, and BTS came up with the perfect excuse, like, two weeks beforehand. (laughs) Hey, that shirt that you wore a couple of days ago? Yeah. A year ago. (laughs) It was a year ago? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Uh, shirt was from, like, a year ago or something. Hmm. And then the other big controversy was that La Vie and Rose was originally a CLC song. So for me... I was talking about, I think. <laughs> well, when it came out, I was reading all up on it and people were, people were up in arms about it. I guess the people that were really fans of CLC. So for me, I had no idea who CLC was until all this came out. So I was kind of like, I was like, what the fuck? Who cares? It's It's... It's Eyes One songs now, so, uh, but apparently it was supposed to go to the CLC, uh, but they were in the midst of a comeback. They had like social media with roses, and they even somebody pulled out a demo of them singing the song, almost identical. Uh, there were different changes and whatnot, but uh, apparently that. Uh, that song was originally meant for CLC and they were on the, uh, oh, what, uh, what agency? Oh, they were on Cube and, uh, they had sold the song to, uh, I guess Stone, Stone Music at the time. So, uh, 
Eyes One got to have it instead. And so people were kind of up in the air about, well, this is cute, you know, this is supposed to be CLC song and this is Cube's fault. And they're going through so much crap at the moment that uh, they couldn't they couldn't really they didn't have two feet to stand or two legs to stand on for this one. Uh, I don't know. Do do y'all have any uh, can y'all shed some light on that? Do y'all know anything about it? I would I would agree that it's mostly Cube's fault, if anything, but there's no point in getting mad over Eyes One. If anything, Cube has been doing so much, like, worse shit lately. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They deserve it. <laughs> like, what? Their Hyanna and Pentagon scandal. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the big one, so... Uh... I agree that it's not a good time for a comeback because <laughs> nobody likes Cube right now. But it's also not like, in general, I'm always of the opinion that any song, you'll find someone who loves it, right? Any song that you can make and put out there, granted, this is also because I'm probably tone deaf. I don't really care about, like, <laughs> singing. I really love composition, but then again, I also think most songs are composed very amazingly, so that probably means I'm tone deaf there, too. <laughs> but... The same controversy actually happened for one of my favorite FX songs. I don't know if you remember, um, for FX, they had the butterfly one way back when. No, that would have been that would have been when I wasn't following. There was a really great um, there was a really, really great album that they put out for Red Light. One of the songs was originally actually meant to be for another group and somebody like dug up the demo and was like oh look you know this song was so much better like back then how could you guys you know how could you guys like take this and remix it for fx like the original was so much better thing is demos exist you know, previous versions exist, but there's a reason why they decided to ultimately go with this group as opposed to CLC. Probably part of it is because, you know, they can't exactly support a debut. But the other part of it is that if this was a comeback song, most people probably wouldn't have paid attention to it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think a song makes or breaks a group by itself. Yeah. Like, we love this song because I as one put it out, and, and it's amazing for a debut. But I took a listen to the other CLC song that in it that sounded similar because of the same composer. Like, I don't think it would have made as big of a splash because that was already, like, their sound and their concept. It's not something that's so groundbreaking for their group. Like, mm. sure, it's sad for CLC fans that they don't get to see their group perform it. But again, like, it's not like they're stealing anything from them. They they've wouldn't, made, they wouldn't have been... They on their own, you know? Yeah, they wouldn't it's like have Silent been... like Silent Majority being originally a Team A song. If it was a Team A song, nobody would have cared. <laughs> oh, yeah, Silent Majority. <laughs> Sorry. I totally yeah, had to like go back. Yeah, that's example that I can think of, that Silent Majority was originally a Team A song. It was supposed to be part of their comeback stage, but if it was... First of all, we wouldn't have a studio recording because we still don't have a studio recording of that stage. And second of all, no one in Japan would have given a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so few songs that went viral on their own merit, I feel. Yeah. I don't think I it mean, in made general, enough of a difference. There's always going to be a group of people who love a song, but songs go viral for a different reason. 
yeah i've given up on stages years ago so <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the stages are great but they're they're definitely their own creature yeah but let's go on to the funnest part oh yes okay. so we're gonna <laughs> play a game here so this is the who would you replace game so i like this <laughs> and i'm sure everybody that was a produce 48 fan has in their mind have created their own favorite eyes one debut group before eyes one ever did anything so this game i'm gonna name one girl from the produce 48 finalists and you have to replace her with one of the current eyes one members now you have to tell me who you would replace and why so be ready a lot of butthurt can come from this, so it's going to be amazing. Uh, are you girls ready? But is this assuming that we like the Produce 48 finalists you pick, or we have to No, them? you got it. You, you you have to pick one. Like, I don't, like, even in, if you love the group right now, let's just say I name one girl, you have to replace one of the current girls out. So uh, whether you like her or not, or I don't... I'm not too <laughs> strict on the rules on that one. So, um, okay. <clears throat> so I put a couple examples down, but I will uh, I will defer to you ladies first here on this one. So let's say I choose uh, Han Cho Han Cho Wan. Who would okay. you replace Han Cho Wan with in the current Ooh. group? Let me get my countdown timer. Go. Um, Minjoo. <laughs> okay. Why? Why would you do that to such a? Why would you do that to such a pretty? I love Minjoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> D dude, Cho Wan was great though. Uh, the there is very few girls that I wouldn't replace with Cho Wan. To be honest, mm -hmm. <laughs> Minjoo was just my gut instinct because I feel. I mean, first of all, Minjoo's place in the in the group is a little bit. I don't know. She doesn't have like a very set role. She's pretty much a visual, I would say, right now. Oh yeah. But like, um, <clears throat> I just chose her because of like the fact that she's rumor center now. I would say Chowan has is like pretty much the full package. She can sing really well. She can dance really well. She showed so much improvement over the show, and you know her recent rapping. So like. Just a rumor center to one <laughs> would be amazing for the group. I felt like even though I like Aya's one's version of rumor, it just lacked a little bit. And I feel like most of that, like at least the 70% of the reason why I felt it was lacking was there's no Chowan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very sorry, Minju. Uh, Minju is like a visual, visual name, but I don't feel like she has enough of the other specialties at least like she's pretty good at everything else but she's it's not her like her specialty whereas Chowan introduced you're wrong things. doesn't matter wow. she's all visual whatever but it's okay it's only your opinion so <laughs> I'll go with that's fine <laughs> that's fine uh Hannah did you want to play this game too yo Yo, Yo, when Chowan did not make the top 12, uh -huh. I was legitimately disappointed in South Korea. <laughs> More so than the other ones that didn't make it, I was legitimately disappointed in South Korea that 
Chowon did not make it. Because she was definitely, like, especially after the second song, um, after the song that she did with Hyewon. Oh. I forget what it's called. Oh, uh... Crap, oh, I can't remember. It's not. Song. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Hayes the Heisei song. Or Hesei or yeah. whatever. After that song, I'm like, okay, you are my number three fave. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes number one, sometimes number two, definitely no lower than three. And I was like, fuck you, Korea. I can't believe you would choose a 14 year old over this. <laughs> Chowan showed everything you want to see from the show. She she showed improvement in every single section. She tried new things. She tried new concepts. But she's also, like, perfect from the beginning. But she wasn't perfect from the beginning. She actually didn't have a very good audition. Like, the instructors were not very happy with her singing or her um, dancing. I she think was she was ranked D. Yeah, she was ranked very low. She was ranked very low, but she's also the one where I would just be like, but you're so amazing. You're like a diamond in the rough. If I had to talk to Akimoto right now, I would just be like, can you just buy this girl? <laughs> buy out her contract and make Pusan 48 a reality. <laughs> Over the course of the show, she really became someone that like outshone everyone. I, I loved her so much. Hannah, I would put her in anything. <laughs> Hannah, who would you replace if you had to replace one of the Eyes One members with her? Anyone. <laughs> pick one. Pick one. <laughs> if you had to replace um, one. If I had to. The truth is Hannah wants to kick out everyone and debut her solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is literally my answer. Like, I seriously think that... One. <laughs> the rules. She's the debut. Fine. Fine. We'll do it. That's fine. <laughs> Just show on though. Yeah. All it's right. Not, it's not against for anyone else. <laughs> the next one, Lee Kaun. Who would you replace? Oh. Who would you replace uh, with one no of the one. giraffes? No one. No, I agree. No one. This yeah. this is not how the game goes. If you have to replace <laughs> okay, someone. Okay, okay. Okay. If I had to replace someone. Yes. Um Oh, I forgot to I forgot to say mine my my stuff so Han oh, yeah. Wan, I would replace answer? I would replace on Eugene but uh Oh no, Eugene. Uh I I don't know. Sometimes she's just too much for me. Sometimes she's just so annoying. Mm. I guess her rank did drop after debut a little, but and, I still like her. <laughs> and she's an ugly crier. Like I remember wow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when she got in and she was crying like I was like whoa she's an ugly crier but hey great on her but uh I don't know I guess for me uh if if you were talking to the 15 year old Alan I think he would love on Eugene because she's like the cool you know cool girl next door type of girl that is always happy and stuff like that now older Alan is like she's kind of annoying I need something different so <laughs> Uh, okay, so Nat, back to Lee Kaun. So, Vita, who would you replace? Wan Young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, hold on, sorry. <laughs> Why? I mean, let's be honest, Kaun was more popular throughout the entire show than Wan Young. I don't 
really know why she wasn't even in the final lineup. Yo, I don't know why. That was one of the weird ones where I'm like, I can't believe she didn't she didn't get in. Like the whole crowd. I, I always remember that whole crowd just went dead silent when her name was announced like at 14 or 15 or something like that. So I was like, whoa, I can't believe the Korean center of Nekoya didn't didn't make it. Anyways. Yeah. Hannah. Like Oh, I'm sorry, Vita, go ahead. Oh no. I was just like I mean, now that they've debuted, I feel like she wouldn't really suit the concept mm-hmm. of the group and she's a little too um she's too sexy, too old, too like her all her strengths wouldn't be like enhanced through the group and through these songs. But I would completely replace Won Young and make her center and restructure the group a little. I, I don't know. She's talented in every single possible way. Yeah. I feel like just like the show held her back and limited her. Yeah. It wasn't her fault. <laughs> if they gave her a concept song that really suited her, then she could show us like what she's made of. But I actually think there were, though. Like, Sorry Not Sorry was my favorite unit. To be it's completely true, frank. But I don't think I could base them, the, like, the girls that should debut, based on their own choreographing talent. It's not like they have to choreograph their own dances anyway. No, but, like, their execution of it, mm. right, is something else. That that unit should just debut on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I'm going to stick to my guns and say I'm not going to replace anyone with Khan. Mm. Also because I do think that Pledis played a role after school is going to make a comeback. Finally, <laughs> after years and years <laughs> of hiatus. But, um, so I think part of it is that Pledis finally was like, oh, look, like she's so popular <laughs> that she's carrying all these votes on her own. So we're just going to make after school do a comeback and not have to revenue share with like 12 other companies. <laughs> I would be, I think- oh God. Mm-hmm. I would be okay if her and Hoyujin debut. I oh, yeah. I fucking the love Hoyujin. She's so cute. Giraffe. She's another girl that doesn't suit this group right now, but could totally restructure a group around her because she's her vocal cords are amazing. She got, she got. I don't know. I don't know what the right term is. I think she got jobbed out because of the. I guess the the whole Nako controversy type of thing and i never saw it but apparently korea did and she she got like yeah, boats. it's not her fault like it's just because she really wanted to be the main vocalist mm-hmm. whereas the group was for at first voted um not go in because not was so popular like obviously it would probably push their group up because just based on Nako being viral online but she asked to be like uh, main vocalist because that's what her talent was obviously mm. and she wanted to stay in <laughs> in the show <laughs> as, as is the point of the show and Naka readily gave it up she wasn't upset at all she's like yeah okay sure you can be like main but vocalist. Korea didn't care for and that Korea was like oh my god she's so not humble she like wanted it for herself and like she rocked the song though <laughs> she did she... it was completely the right decision she did but Korea was like, how dare she do this to our Nako? And she's so selfish, so therefore let's not vote her. <laughs> and I was like, you guys suck. This girl's fucking yeah. awesome. And I was like, ugh. 
now this this pains me because I have to play by the rules of the game. This pains me to say, but I would replace Lee Kaun with Quan and B, only because they are so similar. You're a fake fan. No, 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 shut up. You're a fake fan. Shut up. I, I get out of here. <laughs> but it, but they're they're super similar, right? They yeah, they're very similar. They're they're, they're basically similar, the same thing. But you should. Go to me and I, apologize. No, I, I am playing by the rules of the game, unlike somebody here. So, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm right. <laughs> but, uh, but the reason for my answer is they are very similar leadership. They they've already debuted in a group. They were literally at the beginning it was Kaun, and the at the end was Unbi. So they were almost one and the same. So they could lead any group. They could have been. They're basically uh, have the same qualities uh, like each other. So if I had to replace one, it would have been her. I, I for just for the sake of this game, right? So I'm correct on that. <laughs> no, get out of here. <laughs> Fine. I agree, though. Fine. I do agree. Hold on. If you want a balanced group? Yeah, then that's the best decision. In my, Not in that my, I want it. <laughs> this is my heart right now. This is my heart. So. Um, <laughs> Okay, next girl, Miyazaki Miho. She ended up being number. She ended ended up being number fifteen in the ranking. So. Yeah, I like Miho. Wait, really? I do. The last episode actually made me not like her. Really? Yeah. Why? I was like, "There's no way." (laughs) I know. There's no way you can go back to Japan after saying, "Oh, like." AKB has done everything it can for me. Like, there's no place for me to go back to. And I'm just like, all your AKB fans are just going to leave you now. <laughs> but she's not very popular there. She isn't really popular there, but it's also because, like... She's also older, so it's not like she has a lot of room future, to grow. Yeah. She tried to yeah. be... She tried to leave for Korea, like, five years ago, so... <laughs> We used to call her the Korean Phoenix for a reason. She had the she had all the surgery, like the Korean surgery done. I'm like, oh, Miho's gonna be a, a, a K-pop star one day. And when produce rolls around, I'm like, what? Miho is gonna be in her? This is great. This is her dreams are gonna come true. And, <laughs> and and the fact that she ranked behind Sakura. In some warped reality in Japan, no one's ever gonna ever see that. So it's like, it was possible she could have debuted, and it would have been it would have been fine. But if you had to replace her with one girl currently in Eyes One, who would you pick? I would pick Chewan. Ah. Oh. I feel. I know. I like. I like Chewan visually. I feel like Chewan is Ooh. like. <laughs> Chewon as a girl, um, I feel like she doesn't. She's she's very good at like singing. She's very good at dancing. But if we're gonna talk about a girl that kind of has that same aura or image, I feel like for the balance of the group, it would work. Mm. I don't know because I feel like if you take out, if you put in Miho and take out anyone else, I feel like you're missing a type of girl. Like I don't know. A no, personality that's type. not true. There's five in your <laughs> own words there are five visual members 
you can replace like Minju and Taewon. Taewon is one of them, so I picked one of them. I already picked Minju for something else. Okay, <laughs> Minju and Taewon both can't really do anything else besides look pretty. Taewon, I would say, is a little is better. Taewon, Taewon's the more talented one. Which is why, like, you enhance the group by adding in Miho. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna choose the same girl for every single answer. <laughs> I mean, like. I'm not even kidding. Like for for Miho, for Juri, for Miu, for Miu, like. Mm-hmm. But they have like they have I like literally a, a, have... they have an innocent, high pitched singer image, and that's what I'm saying. We should switch out for the balance of the group. Yeah, but you can replace Hyeon with any of them, and the group will be automatically enhanced. Hyeon, I just don't like. <laughs> I personally do not like. But if I were to be honest, her and Miho don't have any similarities. So people That's who fine. like people who like Hyeon, I mean, can keep her. Surprisingly. Replace replace her with any of them, and the group will be improved. Yeah, but that's my default answer. <laughs> Default answer is I would be happy if any of the girls replaced Hyeon today. <laughs> For any reason at all, any of the top finalists replaced her, I would be very over the moon. I mean, like, I, that's, I would that's my own same. bias. I would see the same with, like, Minju. I don't think that's what this game is about. <laughs> this game is in a fictional reality where I can pick my own. <laughs> so, so your answer, then, uh, Hyeon? Hyeon? Kewon and Minju, right? Like, you can replace the two of them with any of the Japanese <clears throat> girls ranked in the top 20. <laughs> Minju fan divine. over here is upset. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I, under, I understand. I understand. Miho is the more talented singer. She's got 10 years behind. I can't believe she's been an idol for 10 years, but she has the experience. You know, she no, out she out experiences the other two, you know. I can definitely see what your point is. She's got perfect command of Korean, but they never showed that in the show, because why would they? Unfortunately, they spent like a whole episode with her resting bitch face half the time when I was just like, whoa, they are not making her look good at all. So I thought thought the editing on that one was really weird, but I I can understand why why you would feel that way. I I chose Kong A. Wads. I, well, I mean, I agree by by default. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can choose another guy I don't even really like and replace Chowon, and I would agree. So, <laughs> Cho Chowon is a little bit, or Chaewon is a little bit different because she was never on my radar, and when she debuted, I was kind of like, that was a that was like a dark horse that I never thought of. So, yeah, that definitely was. And she's it, actually, I guess it shows you the power of being center. <laughs> And she's actually really, I'm okay with her. So she's kind of the weird, I feel like she's the weird one out of all the 12 girls because she's, she seems like she's normal. But then she, then there, they, there was that one video that came out that she wanted to be like a daikon radish or something like that. Now she's weird too. So <laughs> now she's weird too. Her inner weirdness is coming out. It's all eyes one's fault. So. And again, in Korea, that's probably normal. Yeah. <laughs> they all want to be something or another that's not human. <laughs> but she's so cute. She is. She is. I like her. 
Yeah, she's growing on me. Yeah. She's definitely one I never expected and was indifferent about debuting, but that that she's like perfectly in that average range where she's replaceable, but also if she's in, I'm happy to. Plus she knows Quantum B, so that's another <laughs> that I can get get with get behind. So uh next one would be Takashi Jury. She had oh, a big push in the last couple episodes and people loved her and uh, I was quite surprised she didn't make it into the final final 12 if you had to replace one girl who would it be with jury (laughs) (laughs) I mean I just told you that my answer would literally be one of two girls pick one one this one I can make a good case about Okay. They both all, they both had some weird rapper nickname. The rapper from Hell versus the egg 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 shaped rapper. Yeah. <laughs> so they both can rap. They both have that slightly awkward cannot, thing going on for them. Not rap. <laughs> Jury's like lovable because like she's she she's like such a dorky fan of all things K-pop and Korean. She's such a Korea boo. <laughs> she like learned Korean for everything. Um and Hyewon is a otaku. She's like a she's a Jap weeaboo. So like Koreabo weeaboo. Same, same difference. <laughs> same difference. Except Jury's a little bit more livable. <laughs> I don't know. I have the background on Jury. I felt like her her bitchy part didn't come out on on Produce Forty Eight. So I was kind of like, I wonder when we're gonna see that. And they never really showed that part. Uh, I guess they swapped it out with showing like Miho's bitchy part, right? Because they really, they really showed a lot yeah. of Miho's bitchiness. But it was more like resting, resting bitch face yeah. in that one. Oh no! Like I mean, they actually showed some of her bitchiness, especially towards like AKB and oh, oh, towards yeah. Yeah. members. Like they showed some of that, and so that kind of replaced it. But right. I feel like everyone else had a language barrier. <laughs> like everyone thinks he told me is a sweet, innocent angel. It's like, oh, no. no, you want to see her poison tongue side. <laughs> it's but just because she thing. can't express it. But like, Miho can. She knows Korean. So here's the thing, right? With in Japan, it was really hard for a lot of Japanese watchers to understand the bitchiness of some of the Korean girls because they don't understand Korean. But in Korea, Japanese is like the third most common foreign language after English. Now it might be surpassed by Chinese. I'm not 100% sure, but it's as common as Spanish is in the United States. Hmm. So everyone is usually in my boat where we understand everything. (laughs) And we're just like, oh, you bitch. It's more like I feel the Japanese girls couldn't understand, so they couldn't like you know, fire off a response. <laughs> but if they yeah, could, if, if they, they could, in, in their own element, they would. <laughs> <laughs> they could, they totally would. <laughs> but yeah, Jury, Jury, also like she's kind of, she's go, she's still going through that. I'm a depressed emo teen phase. Yeah. So and you never grew out of that. <laughs> No, I mean she's worse. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of worried about her doing a K-pop debut. I feel like she wouldn't be as professional enough. I I don't know. I guess I know Jury a lot more. <clears throat> uh, 
Japan. Well, it's just like I, I, I know how she is, and I feel like I don't think she would have done well in the group. I mean, she did. It, they really dressed her up to be really good at the end. I'm like, okay, jury can make it, but I don't know. I don't think she would have fit you in this group. A sigh of relief that yeah. jury was dropped. Right. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. interesting question. Who were you happy about that didn't debut? That didn't debut. Yeah. Ooh. In the top thirty contestants, who were you happy? Oh, top thirty. I can't even remember. Yeah, I only know the twenty. It's pretty far, yeah. Um, or even top twenty. I can already name like two or three people, but I'll wait for your answer. If if I was Aki P, I I would I would be glad that Jury didn't make it because she's like the high ranking one. If I was an NMB. If I was an NMB I mean, only fan, I think he gave up Sakura, all right? I think he signed. Well, Sakura kind of peaked. <laughs> Sakura Third is. I think Sakura is in a better place at the moment, but yeah. like NMB, like if I was Occupy and I knew Sayane is on her way out, I wouldn't lose. I I double check and think, oh fuck, I don't want to lose Saipi or Miru or anybody to korea at that point i need every nmb girl that i can to stay where they're at so uh i'm kind of glad that they didn't even though i kind of wanted nmb representation i wanted i saw the big uh uh the big fan votes that they were both getting i was like okay nmb all the way let's go and then to have that retreat in the last the last two or three episodes, it's kind of like, okay, I, I guess I can understand why uh, they wouldn't debut, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Saipi's doing really well right now. I don't, I, I still don't follow Miru as much, but I know that uh, they need all hands on deck since Sayane is no longer there, so to say. So, um, uh, Lee, Lee Kaun, uh, if she and Ho Yu Jin are in a group, then I'd be super glad that they didn't debut. <laughs> I, I I love the Keenan's giraffes thing that they got going on. <laughs> Their V lives are adorable, and I'm glad they got a fucking microphone finally. Because if you watch their first V lives, that is murder to your headphones. And I'm like, I can't watch this. But they did a they did a Harry Potter thing for Halloween, and I thought that was that was awesome. I was like, oh, this is great. I I like Harry Potter, and I can't believe they're talking about it. And they're great. Uh, they both can speak English, so if they ever debut and have come to stateside, it would be okay. So, I'm I'm glad that they didn't debut, but that's you know future proofing. Or I'm sorry, that's my crystal ball. Hoping hoping that they actually get to be in a group and not revive after school or anything like that. So, what do you? What about you, Vita? For girls, I wouldn't debut. Yeah, who are you um, happy that they... That you're happy. Happy, happy that they didn't debut? Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy. No offense to them, but I'm pretty happy Gotomoe didn't debut and Saya didn't debut. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like their talents definitely lie in J-pop and not K-pop. Gotomoe, I feel like she would just have a breakdown at the amount of stress <laughs> and pressure that, like, K-pop calls for. Like... That girl could barely learn the their like five second 
choreo. I don't know if she could have learned enough. She, like, <laughs> she learns the five second choreography. It just happens to be in four seconds. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to more. I love your personality, but please. <laughs> Stay in Japan. <laughs> I, I yeah. fucking loved her as a draft draft girl way back in team k and then when she got older i was like i i, I don't know weird weird one to pick i think but i'm kind of happy that um jung Gyuri didn't oh, you. yeah well, mostly because like i feel like she shouldn't give up promise nine because she herself felt like un- inconfident on herself i feel like debuting with another group wouldn't solve any pro- of her problems you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like, I you're, just feel the same thing. She feels out of depth. So you're saying Geary's just fine where she's at? Yeah, I feel like she can leave and grab her new, like, fan, take her new fan base with her and, like, make another comeback with her original group instead. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that came out good on y'all's end, but... <laughs> Gosh, I almost thought we were back into Mnet world. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. How many times have I heard that? Probably the length of five songs. <laughs> oh, I cut it off there. Hold on, Gary, are you are you okay with uh, being in From Us Nine and Love Bomb? Love Bomb's actually pretty good, right? So. Yes. I had my choice. I had my choice to pick. Like there was, there, they repeated it twice. There was one they repeated four times. I ripped the one that they did six times. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that, that you know what? I I like her. I like her in uh, from a Sni- from Stein. Um, I like that love bomb song. That love bomb song is actually pretty dope. <clears throat> yeah, that's something that I feel like she would sue and she should stick with. I feel like it's more like she gave up halfway if she leaves and joins IS-1 instead. I actually was super happy that Miro didn't make it. Miro? Really? Yeah. Okay, so first of all... I'm a, like a, lot of, a lot of the <laughs> NMB fans were happy Miro didn't make it. For a very different reason, though. I think this is a year where my Miro fandom literally died. Mm. Like, when I read a lot of the handshake reports about how, like... Her fans are go up to her and be like, oh, we're super excited that you're in the K-pop show. And she's like, I'm not. And I'm just like. God, why do people <laughs> like her? She's such a. Anyways, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, well, she also knows, too, that mm-hmm. like Miru's a little bit. Um, I did really Entitled, like Entitled, rich, bitchy. <laughs> well, well, you started before before I did, but. Yeah, she's very... Miru is the type of person where um, part of the reason her generation, her, like, the group that she was really pushed with in NMB didn't really succeed that well is because you have one person who feels, like, that entitled and kind of, like, pulls away from the others, then it destroys the chemistry of the group. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, Miru, just go off and be solo. <laughs> But let's be honest, like, that fits right into K-pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about it is that I like Is One as it is right now. Mm. And so if you threw Miru into it, she would 
destroy everything. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, it's easy to say they don't fit. But in hindsight, it's also like they do. They created that group because of who they got, not like. Oh, yeah. But it's also like she would literally go off with Sayafi and eat KBBQ and bitch about all the other contestants during the show. So I was just like, okay, yeah, I don't think you fit in. <laughs> so yeah, it's hard to argue she would be friendly with everyone else. She would not be. Which is kind be. of the strength of the group right now. Let's put it this way. When she, when she debuted, when she was center for the first time with Fuko, like she and Fuko do not get along. I love Fuko. I miss you, Fuko. <laughs> She's you the opposite. So She's literally now. the opposite. She's like, Miru is super rich. Fuko is super poor. Oh, completely different. Fuko is super poor. She loved that she got one year at McDonald's. Because Fuko was weird. <laughs> Her nickname is literally Ice Cream Fuko. Ice Cream Fuko. Okay. Ice Cream Fuko. I miss you, Fuko. <laughs> But yeah, Suko is another girl that was double center with Miru way back when. People were like, well, why is Suko so unhappy? And other people were like, well, look at she, look at who she had to share center with. Man. That, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. that takes Miru me back to that takes me back to Fuko's graduation. And then her and Miru cried it out <laughs> like little girls. Well, yeah, because, like, there was a lot of bad blood, and then all of a sudden the bad blood disappeared. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't think Miru would have been... Even if she did get along well with everybody else, she was not happy about the decision to be sent to Korea mm -hmm. at all. Where she was literally telling Andy, like, hey, I really hate it here. Can you please fly to Korea tomorrow so I can see a friendly face in the audience? <laughs> and he was like... You want me to drop a thousand dollars right now? <laughs> someone, someone is a good fishing queen there. So, did you hear about all the things that she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's why I can't she get behind her. I'm like, I can't. She will literally stop talking to fans if she saw them in another lane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She would be like, how dare you talk to someone else? And they're like, bitch, you're not my girlfriend. <laughs> he, uh, it came that's out that Hee-chan he -chan was like that, too. But that's something I would, in my heart, think. But in order to sell handshake tickets, would not say to their face. <laughs> in my head, it'd be like, bitch, I saw you in that other girl's lane. But on the, in reality, it'd be like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this, way, like... Hee-chan, there's a reason why Hee-chan got set, all right? <laughs> Hee-chan is also, you know, like, we tell you to fish people, but we don't mean this. <laughs> yeah. Good old Hee-chan. Um, okay, cool. Now it's trivia time. So I've compiled a list of questions for you girls to answer. To those that are listening right now, you can play along. Uh, let's see, let's see how many that you girls can get right on here. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll alternate. Let's have, uh, let's have Vita go first. Uh, pick a, pick a number one through 12. One through 12, um, nine. Nine, number nine. So, oops, which girl, <laughs> sorry, I hit the microphone. 
Which girl has the nickname of Pepe? Oh, Pepe? I do not know. Pepe? Uh, can I guess? Yena? Yes, you can guess. Uh, Yena is incorrect. Hannah, cool. Hannah, you could steal this one if you like. Yo, yo, if Vita doesn't get it, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> these are how hard, how hard these are. And I'm pretty sure, I think it's Pepe, because it, to me it's red as Pepe, and I read it like a Spanish Pepe, so... Uh, apparently it means frog in Korean. How do you say frog in Korean? Keguri? Are you sure it's not the meme? I, I don't the think pe- it's the meme, but I, I got this because they said she was, she looks like she could do the frog impersonation, so. Wait, who is it? Minju. Oh, oh really? she does look like a frog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. but Yena's, Yena's usually doing her, like, lips thing. So Yena's the duck. <laughs> I thought it's anyone it would be her she's such a troll but yenna is the duck she has duck lips you're right she's the duck (laughs) all right so hannah pick a question uh pick a number one through twelve four four Ooh. joe yuri was in another mnet music survival show called idol school what place did she end up coming up in her time at idol school what was her placement Mm -hmm. just guess nine uh, hold on. Nine is... Nine is incorrect. How many were debuting in idol school? Um, there, I she... think there was ten that debuted, but she obviously did not make it. Eleven? Wait, I thought she... She got kicked up, like, at the final round, wasn't it? Eleven? <laughs> what was it? 15th place 15th place okay something that i didn't follow i don't know i'm only reading off (laughs) i'm only reading off websites here so hopefully it's correct anyways uh vita go ahead one through twelve five five this is a great great one who among all the girls has spent the least amount of time as a trainee and they're actually Uh, there's two answers to this one Uh, incorrect. Dang. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, no, she's already done a year. Who was, who was it that was, there was a few girls that were like, Hannah, did you want to steal it first? I have no idea. <laughs> <clears throat> so Wan Young actually trained for one year and two months. Yeah. I remember looking that up. So, the correct answer is there's two girls at nine months. Kang Hae-won was nine months at 8D correct, uh, Creative. Joe Yuri was nine mm. months at Stone Music. And then mm. and then coming mm. in next would be Kim Chae-won at 11 months at Woolim Entertainment. See, uh, Har- see, I literally know nothing about Chae-won. <laughs> <laughs> See hard, hard that. trivia questions. All you want, eyes one fans got to know all the stuff, man. Yeah. The Wizmans. One of the seems like cheese. <laughs> Realistically, how long can a thirteen-year-old have trained? <laughs> Apparently, one year and two months. I guess that's legal. Mm-hmm. 
Number six? Six. Which of the girls has an older brother that was a former member of the group Speed? Ooh. Wait, what? Which of the girls has an older brother that was a former member of the group Speed? Speed is a Japanese group. Uh, yes, but there is a Korean group called Speed as well. Wait, really? Yes. Okay, then I would totally not know this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I looked up. Know. I was like, is this the like, same Speed that I talked have... about? Mm, guess? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just guess any of the Korean girls then. Uh, Hyewon? <laughs> No, her brother, her brother actually, her brother looks like her, like a lot, good looking. Wait, no way. But he he has the same, like, empty look on his face as well. (laughs) The family, the family is an attractive family, but they look, they look like they both have that, I've been smoking weed all day, I'm hungry type of look. Anyways. I'll guess. Go ahead. Um, either Eugene or Chewon. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is Yena. They talked about it a little bit oh. during the show. Oh. Uh, her brother is Choi Sungmin of Speed. Uh, they they show him. They kind of talk about it uh, in some of the ranking episodes in Produce, uh, and then they showed him. <laughs> and then they showed him on episode two of I- Eyes One Shoe. So he was in the finale too, I believe, as well. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Well, he was in the crowd, I believe. Mm. But uh, bad I did not pay attention. <laughs> I w- I didn't know. I I didn't know until somebody had told me. So, alrighty. So no one's gotten anything right. That just means these questions are super hard, and I made them so hard. Sorry. <laughs> Trivia questions from hell. (laughs) Go ahead, Vita, your turn. Um, two? Two. Quantum B already made a debut in a group called Ye? Ye Ye? What was her stage name while she was in that group? (laughs) What kind of answer? What kind of question is this? I don't know enough about stage names. I don't. I can't even guess this. Yeah, this one's know. this one's a little tough. Nbi uh, is an Nbb. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the group. The group had uh, their stage names had were named after instruments. Oh, what kind violin. Of... That's a weird nickname. <laughs> well, her. Her real nickname, uh, I'm sorry, her stage name was Kazoo or Kazoo. So, like a kazoo. That's, it, I'm it, sorry, that's awful. It, yeah, hey, that's, that's really bad. She also had pink hair. It was weird. She was the center of this group. And in the finale episode, they, they even showed her like a little snippet of it. And I was like, wow, they're really talking about it. But yeah, uh, that group didn't go anywhere. So, yes, yeah, for a reason. Their center girl is called Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, there was a reason for this. Yes. I knew she wasn't a group, but 
no one talked about it, so it wasn't a great group. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, Hannah, go ahead. We got a couple numbers left. One, uh, we could do one. Three. So, uh, three? Okay. During the recording of Produce 48, which two members ended up on the same team four times? Oh. That's, hmm. I didn't keep track four times. Which two members? Yeah, there was two girls that are in the group now that during recording, they were in the same team four times. So they were in... They were one of the Avengers teams. This one's this one's super hard. I didn't realize it until Yena they said it. Anujin. Yes. Oh. Wow. I thought that. Was, I think mean, they're always a pair, so I usually notice them. They uh, they made mention of it during uh, Yena's uh, birthday live. When they were bowling, they're like, oh, we were in the same group four times. So I was like, really? <laughs> the four times I didn't keep track. But I, I know he's because like, I was a fan of Eugene throughout <clears throat> the show. I always noticed that she was playing around with Yena. <laughs> so that was like my gut instinct right away. Well, now you know. Now you know. Yeah. All right. We got one right. Got one right. That, yeah. was, that was a really hard one, too. This is you can know from watching this show, which I did. I didn't watch the weird extra stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, this was trivia, right? So let's see. So we have, we can do one, one, seven, seven eight, ten, eleven, and twelve. So we're halfway done. Seven. Seven. Uh, which member just recently got accepted to the School of Performing Arts Seoul? Oh, I actually read this one. Really? Yeah, but I don't remember who it was. I remember reading the article, though. Wait, who's college age? Who's college age? Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go back to the page. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, who's old enough to be in this? <laughs> They're all so young. She's no, not, she's not one of the older ones, though. There's Yuri and Minju. Chain? Neither Jam? of them. Jam? Neither. Well, neither of them. An Yujin. Oh. An Yujin oh. got into... She's 16! Well, she apparently passed. I'm looking at it right here. Shock double cries of horror. <laughs> Overseas schools, how do you accept your girls? You have an age limit here? <laughs> no, Korea doesn't even let you skip grades. How do you get to co college in 16? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I thought you'd at least have to be 18 or 19. Yeah. I mean, good for her, but really? It was her and one of the From Us Nine girls as well. I remember uh, reading that article. But I don't know how old she is on that one. All right. Let me go ahead and pick one of these here. So... Mm-hmm. Which, which two members went to the same high school together? Oh, I know this one. Go. Oh, do you want me to go? Go ahead. Um, Hyewon and Cheyena. Oh, really? Yep. They never, they never met. 
mm-hmm. throughout their years. They never met, and um, Hyeon-won was a transfer. Oh. <laughs> they may mention in, uh, I think it's the first episode of Eyes One Chu. And I thought that's really, they're like complete opposites too, right? So their personalities yeah, are completely opposite. Honestly, wasn't Yeon like an otaku in her corner? I bet Yena was like super popular. Oh, yeah. Makes, makes sense they did not see <laughs> they even uh They even showed like uh, a school picture uh, with the both of them, and they both had like similar school outfits so yeah they have the same uniform with the same color bow and everything (laughs) yep all right oh my god yay two (laughs) two which member currently attends hanlim multi-art school what is this school is this a college (laughs) art school art 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 school wait um as in like paints kind of thing uh, apparently it's not just paints on this one. This is like a very prestigious, uh, Korean school. Yeah, this uh, actually sounds familiar. I think my nephew goes to this one. Currently attends. Looking at the... Are you cheating? Are you on the Wikipedia page or something? No, I'm just looking at... Um, We're looking at the school itself. Yeah, <laughs> like what? A, what kind of school is this? <laughs> She's not on the list, by the way. <laughs> but there are, they have like notable alumni. Um, there's a broadcasting entertainment department. There's musical theater, dance, music, fashion models, filmmaking. Minju. Minju. That's just a guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> She's like of age to be in school, <laughs> at least in my book. Uh, it's Chewon. Chewon. Chewon, oh. yeah. She's also in age to be in school, so that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean, um, that's that's what I'm, I that's why I say Chewon is pretty talented at singing, and and <clears throat> she is pretty enough to be like a model and everything. But she, I don't know if she stands out particularly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, who are considered the mother and father amongst the Eyes One girls? <laughs> Mommy is definitely Umbi, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Wait, who is? Who Who's is? a dad though? Che Chan. Yep. <laughs> they Chan's didn't. The one that scolds them and tells them to do stuff like <laughs> wash those dishes. Yeah, exactly. And, like, right. Sleep. Shower before you sleep. <laughs> there was an interview. Hold on. An interview with Exports News that uh, they the girls proclaimed uh, Quantum B was the mother and Lee Chaeyoung was the father. So. I was like, that makes I sense, mean, right? I realize there's a 10-year difference between Umbi and Wonyoung oh, right now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, put it... And like a 10-inch difference, too, so... <laughs> Even putting that aside, like, Umbi is still a- older than majority of them by, like, more, more than four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, she's the mom because... Of that. Mm-hmm. Default, default, she has life skills. Who is the second? Who is the second oldest in the group? Sakura. Sakura is yeah. 
who's the third oldest. Well, no, I knew that from the beginning. <laughs> Everyone else was like a baby. Yeah. Everyone else is a fetus. <laughs> All right, next question. This girl is considered the best when it comes to learning Korean amongst the J-Line members. Who is this girl? Oh, Hannah, you want to guess first? I think I know. Wait. Knows or learning? Uh, learning. Currently learning. I mean, because Miho definitely just is fluent. No, no, no. We're talking about the three debut girls. Yeah. Oh, the three debut ones? Yeah. Yeah, but one in three chance. Sakura. Um, Nako. Wrong on Sakura. Correct on Nako. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Nako's like Tensai. She's a genius. I don't know what that is in Korean, but she said that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Mm. I thought it would be Sakura. No, Sakura's, Sakura's is like the worst. I... <laughs> yeah. Even I can understand She's struggling. that. <laughs> She's struggling. No, because the funny thing about that is that um, Sakura is really smart. So I feel like she's that has smart to smart and she's a huge fan of all things K-pop, but her pronunciation is shit. <laughs> Not that makes sense. That's been pretty good. They keep remarking on how good she is lately. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Nako's a genius. <laughs> Nako's cute. <laughs> Uh, Mikurin, what happened to you? Miku, he's I'm, a big Miku fan. Oh, I'm, so there's I'm a on pair Team Miku forever. Called Nako, called oh. Nako Miku, yeah. right? And people were really happy that, like, you know, oh, they're gonna be on the Produce Forty Eight show, and then Miku just withdrew. Miku, uh, Miku had a knee injury, and she. That's a up. lie. <laughs> that is a lie. She said she had a knee injury. It's like Harupi saying she's been sick for two and a half years. <laughs> that she's getting her cybernetic parts together. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Let's just put it this way, right? So it's kind of ironic that we're talking about Kodama Haruka right now because both of their main rivals have departed for Korea. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so they're saying, oh, they're going to come back. And they're just like, yeah, come back to an empty throne. <laughs> you never actually took over. It's just that your rival left for another country. <sighs> Poor no, it's okay. You always choose a losing team, Alan. <laughs> uh, Mikurin is great. There's not, a, there's not a losing team in this at all. I can understand why people like Nako. But sometimes you choose one. And then Harupi... I, I don't believe she exists anymore anyway, so <laughs> that's just, I I don't know. Between Harupi and Sakura, I was always on Team Sakura. I've never, like, made this completely public, though, because ever since she was center for Kimiwa Melody, people have started hating on her for some reason. Of course. <laughs> so, but, huh? uh, well, of course, she got the push over over other girls, and it's kind of like, well, look, here's, look, here's look. a next center. She completely defeated Harupi on her own of with course. no push. Of course. Even she I joined Kusa on her own talents, all right? Because uh, yes. of Sakura, we got the boob story. We I have know. much to be thankful to Sakura. <laughs> hey, I... <clears throat> okay, so there's a story that Sakura joins, like, um, AKB Senbatsu when she's, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Because... 
she literally jumps out of the left field. She's completely unpushed. She gets selected for Senbatsu, but is in like the fucking corner, right? Because she's like this tiny little 13-year-old and people are like, oh, she's not going to be anything, right? And somehow she manages to fish enough fans during handshake events and everything that during Soul Senkyo, she's the only HKT member that's actually called. And so they decide, oh, we're going to push you into the corner again, but this time of an AKB single called Uza, right? And so it's a Yuko Jurina double center. But whereas everybody else on Senbatsu is very used to Yuko's antics, Sakura is like a newbie, right? So apparently one of Yuko's like weird ass fucking habits. Wait, is this the truth? Why the like the AKV bingo thing where like they made her say yes, yes, yes. I feel like I've seen that clip. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't in one of the true things. It was one of the things where like Yuko was just like, how dare you say that on national public television? <laughs> but basically she dances around completely naked. She strips off even her underwear and Sakura was super shocked. <laughs> and since she was screaming and like covering her face, Yuko decided to pop her boobs in front of her even more. <laughs> you want to know why Sakura turned out weird? That is why. <laughs> Before that, she was just a cute, innocent, melon-pond-eating girl. And then she got corrupted by the real world. She's... And all the haters, like Alan, who are like, oh, she got pushed, are lying. No, 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 no. I, I, I understood. I, I definitely hated the push, but I, I like her now because she's, she's super... There was no push. They were just demanding recognition. We needed HKT and some... We needed HKT in some shape or fashion besides Sashi. Thank God we had some representation. And then all the Haruki fans got put her. It was because Sakura was too popular. All right. <laughs> hey, I Stop saw eating. it. I saw yes, it coming a mile you know, away. And you know, I chose the other I chose the other other team. But now yeah, I well, Haruki was a real push and she crashed a bird. It's okay. Your ghost is a lie. <laughs> It, I mean, mm. it was there. I mean, it happened, and then she got hurt wrestling. So then I don't know what happened. She got fat, and then whatever. Anyway, she's gone. She's never <laughs> coming back, R.O.P. What happened to you? Anyways, one more, one more question. One more question. This is actually going to be super hard. This is probably the hardest question. Uh, among the twenty finalists in Produce Forty Eight, there were three. <laughs> There were three girls who were ranked in A class throughout the whole show, and oh. two of them, two of them oh. are in the group. Okay. Which two are they? Yeah, Taeyeon for sure. Mm-hmm. Sakura for sure. Um, there's only two. So there were two huh? in. There's two in the group. No, I think top top twenty, right? Yeah, and then there's a girl in in the top twenty that was also ranked A, both times. I'm trying not to cheat. <laughs> I've already cheated, so I'm not gonna say. Yes, <laughs> I'm cheating right now, but I knew those two were not cheating. But um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, something was kind of obvious because you were. Oh yeah, really? Duh, come, come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Can you name I... the Can you name the two girls that were all in? Uh, that was always in. Uh, rank B. They were rank B the whole time. Rank B. Uh, that one's harder. Chewon, no, was she in B? I feel like no. Chewon was in B. 
That's one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them move to A. So who is actually stuck in B? (laughs) Um, The whole time? The whole time. Uh, Mention that this one has no talents. Wait, is this wait? Is this like debuted already? Debuted? She mm-hmm. she's in the group. She's in the group. You've mentioned that this one has no talent. Um... Oh, Minju? No. Won Young. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, Won Young was B. Okay, so who is the only girl that stayed in F? Hey, that was gonna be my next question. I know that one. <laughs> she you was. Mean- she was ranked what? F the whole time, and she made the group. Yep. The whole time, here one. <laughs> <laughs> the anger. <laughs> That's how she should have stayed. <laughs> I know Yuri got dropped, but she was originally A. Mhm. I thought that was gonna be the hardest one, but. <laughs> I did pull that from the ranker, so it's easy to look that up. So, but not everybody would know it right off the top. I remember their T-shirts really well. <laughs> the All right. I think this might actually be the produce with the most F to debut. Yeah, Nako went from F to A. Yeah. She went from F to A. Joe Yuri went from A to F. A to F, yeah. Yeah, yeah one is F. Eternal F. I guess this gives you some hope. But if you think about it, this is actually the producer with the most F to debuts. Mm, not sure if that's a good thing, but gives everyone I else mean, hope. I mean, Yuri definitely. Yuri is because she can't dance, but she can sing. She's gotten really good at dancing, though. No. <laughs> she's getting better. Awesome. She's getting better. She's getting better. She can keep up. It's but, okay. It's a mixed group with AKB48. They're fine. Uh, the fact that they have to switch around the centers for... um, They had an excuse to switch around the Nekoya centers because they want Sakura to be in center for a second. And then Yuri is in center and you're like... Mm. Hey, at least she didn't <laughs> run into somebody like Wan Young did. <laughs> Won Young, that really like she really like I was okay with her being center for Nekoya when they did it for Eyes One, but when they were at the baseball show and then she ran into Yuri uh, trying to do the switch, I'm like, oh, you suck, get out. Yep, I was like, yep, yep, I was yep. like, put Sakura in, put Sakura back in, come on. So my Hinchan center for rolling, rolling, and I won't forgive her. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, I should <laughs> better in every way except her height. <laughs> it's okay, they're all short. Anyway, that was all the questions? Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Hooray. How many points is that for me? Four? Yay! I can't I I lost count because after two I was like I was like, yeah, Hannah's not gonna win, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these questions are too hard for Hannah, so. For someone that hasn't watched Diet's 1 2, no. Yeah. I should watch them. It's, yeah. it's the really good. The ones I got good. right were revealed in Diet's 1 2. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. I really recommend the show. I recommend Produce it's 48 as well. But. All right, I, ladies. I fell in love with Gena more from the show. Yeah. 
there it my biases keep switching i'm like fuck they're uh that's because you're a dirty dd (laughs) i'm a dirty dd but then they keep throwing like these nice little you know nice little treats here and there i'm like oh fuck i can't oh nako you're cute you're so cute it's okay you're a dirty dd too just not just not at my level I'm more of a Hakoshi. You're just a dirty beauty. Well, I have no group to Hakoshi anymore. <laughs> NMB is gone in my world. <laughs> no, you have is one now. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he forgot. I'm a Hakoshi for Is One. Yay! Yay! I wonder if this will but, play yeah. here. Cool. <laughs> that was cute. Awesome. Uh, all right, ladies, let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. Unless you got uh, some other things you would like to say for the group called Eyes One. So hopefully they are coming to KCon next year for both <laughs> the LA and New York things, and we get to interview them. I will be there. I will show up. Alan, I will finally meet in person because he will personally travel for his huckle. Exactly. That will be my, the first and maybe last KCON I ever attend if they come. It's not going to be the last because if they keep on coming, If they keep screwed. on coming, then yes. I would really like... Personally, I'm very excited for this year because I hope Blackpink is going to release an album instead of doing the fucking solo album that they've been threatening to do. <laughs> Yeah, Jenny's and, getting her solo uh, album. Yeah, but we've never really had a situation where you had two like super powerful girl groups at the same time. It's always been one person or another. It was like first girls' generation, and then twice came like several years after. But you've never had like two groups actually fight it out. So I for KCON? No, just like K-pop in general. In the U.S.? In internationally. Eh? If you were to look at everyone in the world, right? Mm. It was always like one dominant group and like mm. several like very close TRAs but never like truly close. So it would be very nice to see as one. Yeah, but it's hard to compare because TWICE is like mega ultra famous right now. But I mean Eyes well. one like fighting me out with Blackpink. Oh. Right. And then the two of them getting to twice level. Because I think it's possible. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Hopefully. It's definitely possible. Because 101 is, is doing amazing. But I would... I mean, I just saw the deets on Twice's Yes or Yes. And their music video has already hit 47 million as of when I just last checked. <laughs> and that, that came out like... Two days. Yeah, ago. two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a very they're fundamentally a J pop group that is posing as a K pop group. Right? The best yes. of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. And so it would be really interesting to see like what happens if Eyes One and Blackpink gets to that level. hmm I mean I, I wish for it that to happen, definitely. <laughs> this All is right. the first year that I'm going in where I have two groups for number one. So, I will be there. It, it's Ooh. LA and New York, right? LA and New York. Yeah. Well, I will, we have, I will to have. I will have my engagement ring for Quantum B when I see her. So, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, 
Cross you my fingers. I mean, look, you're going to have to compete with all those fucking K-pop fans in Korea that literally go to, like, Shinsege and buy $5,000 worth right. of shit. Like, Maybe. they literally iPads. I know. Mm-hmm. They were giving iPads away. Fucking Sakura got a Switch. I, I, They bought her a bus. Anyways, I can't compete with that. I'll just go say hi. <laughs> I'll say hi. <laughs> and say that I like them. And then be done. And be like, yes, this is good. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't wait. This is, this is like, would be my, it would be great to actually see some HKT girls on, on, uh, American soil and a teammate member. That's not the last four. Oh, I can't remember the four that were there, but, uh, it'd be cool to see them on American soil and be in, in, I would just like to see them perform. This would be really cool to see. Um, but uh hopefully it'll it'll come true and uh we'll be able to go see them all together yay the hype train is taking off and it's not stopping i know right let's hope they get well i personally hope it lasts way beyond 2.5 years Mm because that's the only disappointing thing about this group that it's supposed to be 2.5 years but we'll know in a month Extend their contract. Because <laughs> there's no way in hell they're just standing one on one. Yeah. I hope. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Aki P does not miss his toys that much and wants them all back. So, and the rest of the no, international honestly, fandom. I think he's having different. a lot of fucking fun listening to his new Korean toys. Oh, so yeah. that's that's a little I think different. He's gonna fight harder. To I th- keep them longer because he has new Korean toys. <laughs> yeah. I think all three of the Japanese girls are in a better place at the moment. So this would be this would be great. This would be great. I can't wait. Can't wait to see them. And hopefully it'll I make just it happen. Want to go to the album right now. <laughs> yeah. The first album was really good. Yeah, where's the second album? <laughs> right. So patient. I need it now. <laughs> where's my repackage all right ladies let's uh say our goodbyes uh vita thank you for coming on the show is there Yay! is there uh any place that we can uh contact you at any like twitters or things like you like to share with our audience sure um i'm mainly on instagram right now um i do a lot of cosplay but i also do some idol dance covers if you want to follow um my handle is at V-I-D-A underscore S-O-Y. So that's Vida underscore Soy. Yeah, and she's part of this K-pop dance group. <laughs> I am not. Well, <laughs> but you, I, I, you am learning, I am learning Rumor. So hopefully I'll have a video I can post yeah. for Rumor. Yeah, so look forward to it. If I successfully learn it. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Hooray. Can't wait. All right, Hannah, your turn. So next week we are going to be attending Anime NYC. Hopefully we'll be able to interview Morning Musume. If not, I will be reviewing the concert. So please look forward to that drum roll. Yeah. Yay. Idols. More idols. And then and, Alan. and then it's me, Alan. Uh, I've got a couple of articles lined up for Selective Hearing uh, in line with Greg's uh review of produce 48 he is late to the show so he is releasing produce 48 episode recaps as it goes 
please take a read on those guys. I would love it if you read my articles on the monthly movie rankings that I have. I will try to find an alternative to Movie Pass because they suck balls right now. So I've already canceled with them. So hopefully I'll be able to do more in-depth movie reviews from now on. And then uh, look out for that future Eyes One colorized review as well. And then we have a couple of end of year articles coming up too in December. Crap, that's like a month from now. Uh, gotta figure out what I want to write. So uh, let's see. So that would be it. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for paying attention to us. This is going to be great. Eyes One, we love you. Let me see if I can play this. I might use something else different now but uh all right thank y'all very much y'all have a good night